rare ass seeds from the Waldos. Like, dude, I don't understand yeah, the story. Man. Tell me, like, tell me a little bit more. All right. Well, it's, it's quite simple. Steve. The, the, those, they were the original, they, they're the ones that started this whole 420 thing. Basically the way it rolled down was there was a, one of their, uh, their, one of their, uh, uh, sisters, sister-in-law's husband. Like, uh, he, he had a stash of weed. He was growing out in the bush on, outside this air force cool. base. And what happened was he got scared of his commanding officer. His commanding officer was sneaking around, follow him around. He, 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 anyways, he got sketched out, didn't want to turn, didn't want to go to the plant. So he left them behind, but being the weed grower he was and the lover of the plant, he couldn't just let those plants go to sure. waste. So what he did was he told the four Waldos about where, uh, where they could find the plants. So they went out on a mission looking for these plants, right? Fumidor. And they never found them, but those plants have been dropping seeds now for, I don't know, Damn. 30 years, right? 40 years. Like and they had to so be some good shit, right? Exactly. And we're looking at a, we're looking at a, like a closed gene pool an IBL that's been naturally selected bred to grow on the West coast of the uh, United States. Dude, that's epic. Amazing. And weed you know apparently. where it is. You found the GPS coordinates. I reworked it using using what they talked about. I, I have a couple locations we have to go check. They're uh, they're, they're spread out. It's a oh, it can take an afternoon. They're, well, luckily we both. I mean, Coot can help with the drones, so we have like uh, what three four drones between us. Uh, we can send smashed up in the scour. air to do some squirrel yep. suiting. I mean, he's not as good with scouting, right? Oh no, wait, Smash got his. I don't know. I don't know where he is at right now, but uh, he's got that new motor on his uh, squirrel suit, right? So he can actually loiter right. up in the air. So I forgot about that. All right. And then we can have D running uh, 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 sort of uh, surveillance patterns over the freaking uh, ground. Yeah, Dude, we're going to find that shit right away. Holy cow. That'd be great. Can you imagine like Afghan and Thai lineage like 30 years into Man. it? Oh, my God. 30 years camp trying to find that. I just realized we're live, ladies and gentlemen. We're not talking about anything special. We're talking about, uh, we're, we're not talking about weed. We're not talking, about, I don't know what you're talking about. We're talking about, uh, even though it's 420, we're not talking about weed. I, don't, I know what the, everyone's talking about. We're not talking about weed. We're talking about something else, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about uh, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's an old favorite of mine. Uh, when I can't think of anything else, I bring that one out. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the story. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the story. Uh, I guess it's a story. I don't know, it's some kind of weed story. Uh, but welcome to the show, my friends. Happy 420. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Actually, cheers. Happy 420 right now. It's April 420, and it's just exactly 720 right p.m. Exactly right. Cheers, folks. Happy 420. Uh, hope you guys are enjoying something uh, delightful. Hope you guys are puffing something good. Maybe you're doing edibles. Maybe you're doing tinctures, whatever you're doing. Maybe you're dabbing. Uh, I don't even know. Maybe you're... Uh, Maybe they're boofing. Maybe they're boofing freaking suppositories. <laughs> I don't know. But however you enjoy cannabis, yeah. you enjoy uh, cannabis uh, uh, your way, and we're not going to say a damn thing. Cheers, oh, Noob Grows. Oh, nice I will. Yeah, Richard sure. D. Well, <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, Noob Grows in the house. What's going on, Noob Grows? Cheers, buddy. Uh, oh, Clag uh, Coot, we've been talking about, like, uh, breeding. Oh, my God, what was that? We've been talking about breeding, like, Skittles and Runts together, and then yeah. basically, like, blindfolding Coot, <laughs> seeing if you enjoyed it. Like, basically giving you a joint or a couple bowls of... Like some just abortion of a Skittles runs cross. The irony is that it probably would taste really, really good. Like you would probably actually really enjoy it if we didn't tell you what the name was. If well, we told we're kind of back like to that uh, Shiva's gift or something. We're, we're, <laughs> that other conversation you and I've had a few times about beer, and uh, as we've discussed before, some people like myself. 
I don't want to taste raspberries when I have a beer. I don't want to taste pears or apples or whatever. And when I smoke dope, I want it to be effective. And I know what I'm smoking, not. So is this, you know, like, (laughs) you know, is this the groovy stuff from Hollywood Hills? No, you dumb bastard. It's from Laguna Beach, man. This is, you know, put some hair on your ass. Here you go. Actually, the L.A. Pure Kush is pretty good. <laughs> Again, we're back to names. So, it's true. All right, mine's that. Let's see. What do we, I live up here in the Northwest? Let me see. Oh, I know. I got Mount uh, Salmon Kush. That's what I'll call mine. There you go. Uh, the Pacalo will call it Salmon Kush. That'd be a good name. Or Dank. The Salmon or, Dank. Uh, well, you live in the Clackamas, so it'd have to be something uh, Clackamas salmon related, like uh, maybe the Clackamas tribe name for salmon. I wonder what that is, actually. Yeah, I swear to God, I had to call somebody. I had to call a business today and a, a, a new staff person, you know, because people are hiring, things are you know, starting to pick up and whatever. And uh, so I thought, well, because they have me under in the computer under my real name and then the nickname thing. And, you know, sometimes I use the nickname. If, I, if it's guarding stuff, I get a better, you know, deal. So I said, this is Clackamas Coot. And she said, what does that mean? And I said, uh, well, you know, try Jim Bennett. You're not so qualified looked, to work here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she, she looks it up and she said, well, that's the darndest thing. I know Clackamas is a river or something. What's a coot? And I said, that's me. So anyway. Uh, Some people I don't understand you. the word coot. I, I, I know. I'm I puzzled, just, yeah. Like, yeah, right, really. Anyway. I it just amuses it me funny. when I hear people call you Clackamas and stuff. I don't know. Anyway, I'm yeah. trying to look up, by the way, if anybody knows, I, I thought this would be easier to find, but there's no, uh, what do you know? The fucking Native Americans are actually like disadvantaged or, or, or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Anyway, uh, long story short, I can't find the word for it. It it's like, seems like it would be a really easy thing to look up, but I can't find it. Did like you hear the bus, about the bus today down in uh, Grant County, down uh, no. south? I guess I've just been busy the whole day. What's that? What happened? 4,000 pounds. Holy over, shit. So two tons. Jesus. And uh, 18,000 plants hmm. on a, uh, how do they mark it? Out of compliance garden. I like that. Oh. Out of compliance garden. <laughs> I bet. Do you think? Any plants, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Up. So. I thought he was going to say Willie Nelson's tour bus. But. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, let's introduce the show. Uh, let's talk about the bust in a second, Coot, uh, because uh, perhaps we have some kids watching. We shouldn't have any kids watching. Please uh, go watch something else, uh, boys and girls. Go watch basketball, baseball, football. I don't know. Uh, what season is it? It's kind of baseball season, I guess, so go watch baseball. Uh, do that. Go watch reruns of football, I guess. Uh, uh, that'd be kind of fun. Everyone likes reruns of football. Uh, go watch something else. In the meantime, go watch Casey Neistat. Go watch Shia. Chess. Go watch uh, chess competitions, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls. Go watch something productive. Go read a book, perhaps, even. You know, you could actually <laughs> do that. But exactly, Coot's laughing. He's like, what, a book? No, no way. Uh, yeah, but right. in the meantime, boys and girls, you are not allowed to watch this show. Uh, West Engine, what do we like to say to the boys and girls that uh, stick around, basically, and don't believe us? Get out. Take your shit and get out. You can't stop here. Come back That's when it. you're 21. Exactly. Yeah, right. You're welcome to come back when you are 21. We're not uh, uh, unwelcoming, but if you are under the age of 21, I'm sorry to say you have to. 
basically just leave. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are Don't cartoon characters. We are fiction. Dude. Exactly. Well, I mean, <laughs> we can't say that because they're under the age of 21, but uh, 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 under the age of 21, but over 18? I don't know. Perhaps yeah, they can yeah. do that. I'm not really sure what the legality is. But Jack in the meantime, uh, go figure that out. Exactly. Go figure that out. We're probably in Mississippi. It's like, you know, all bets are off. We just lost all the Mississippi. We, uh, uh, if it's a blood we, all three viewers <laughs> from Mississippi. Anyway, uh, boys and girls, uh, fuck right off, pretty much. Uh, the rest of you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, adults, uh, remember, please, that we are fictional characters. We are basically uh, figments of your imagination. We're not real. Uh, please, if you are in an illegal place, basically, or a place where you're not allowed to uh, talk about, think about, walk about, I don't know, that's probably Australian, uh, garden about, whatever, I'm, I probably should find different words to use. But anyway, if you're not allowed to do anything with cannabis, please uh, ignore everything that we say and uh, use it constructively as uh, entertainment In your filler, imagination garden. Exactly right. Exactly. Use use anything that we, you know, transpose, for example, for your tomatoes. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we say could be useful for, uh, I don't know, just normal herbs, herbs and spices, basil leaves, uh, bay when leaves it, as well. If you were growing a bay, well, a bay plant is actually a, a perennial, but even still, man. bay plants are mycorrhizal. So that's kind of fun. <coughs> Carrots, etc. I shouldn't have coughed in the microphone. Sorry about that. But in the meantime, if you are in one of those places where you're not allowed to talk about cannabis legally, please do not follow us in any way. Don't get anything uh, that we recommend wet or dirty. And uh, I think that's about it. <laughs> exactly. Move. That would probably be better, honestly. When, and then when the first uh, grocery stores opened like up 40 years ago, and like I told you earlier, five of them, two were in Seattle and three were in Portland. Now, I mean, that's for the whole country. They were like, this was the where it all got started kind of thing. And so um, they had signs inside the store. If you mentioned any kind of illegal material that you would be not served and you have to leave. So it became a joke that you always talked about tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And so then started the urban legend that, well, if it's good for tomato, it's good for cannabis, which one being a fruiting body and the other one's a flower. I won't get into that discussion, but mm. sure, why not? Okay. And so uh, anytime there would be some kind of something about tomatoes, you know, if you did this, you'd get a better tomato. It would like transfer over to the cannabis scene via High Times or the other one, uh, Sensimia Tips magazine, which was down here in uh, Corvallis, uh, Tom Alexander. Yeah, uh, that, it was a quarterly Quarterly? Yeah, quarterly uh, publication. If you can find it, find them in a used bookstore sometime, grab them. Hmm. Pretty valuable. That's it was the original, original crowd. The British Columbia Growers Association, uh, Sacred Seeds here in the North, you know, all those original uh, bodies and stuff. Strains before there was even really I mean, strains. 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 They call them the, the, the cool They're just kind of getting it going. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, cheers, everybody. Uh, happy uh, 420 again. What was I saying? I'm trying to, I don't know why, but the pinned message is getting in the middle of me seeing who was first. I think it was Organic Soul Gardens. Cheers, Organic Soul Gardens. Well done. I think that was his uh, second point maybe this month i can't quite remember knc's following him right up uh, samuel yeah. olson is right behind it cheers guys uh billy martin oaky grower atomic spoon cheers legend uh, elite is in the house cheers buddy nice to see you my friend uh pyramidian kenny's already here what's going on kenny 
Who else in here? Noob Grows. I think I said hello to you, but cheers, Noob. Nice to see you, buddy. Uh, who else have I said uh, not said hello to? Uh, peace. Have a great day. Nice to see you, buddy. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, uh, Cry More Tools. Nice to see you. That's kind of a funny name. Uh, welcome, everyone. I uh, hope you guys are having a good 420. hope you guys are smoking something good. Uh, don't forget, my friends, to, subscri- to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, I've just uploaded the uh, latest podcast, but I haven't pressed live yet, so maybe during the show I'll press live and, and uh, the podcast will distribute to everybody's uh, freaking inboxes if you guys would like to listen to that podcast if you guys would like to listen to the current episode and perhaps last episode which was i think jinx proof uh the one before that was uh i'm already completely forgetting cheers val uh the next one i think is going to be uh brendan from spectrum king so that's going to be pretty fun uh that was a great episode i think by the way anyway ladies and gentlemen if you guys would like to listen to the podcast please do i'd be honored if you subscribed and, and told your friends too. chronic table is the name of the podcast go check it out over at itunes spotify uh apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, you name it, all the different podcast places, my friends. Uh, once again, Chronic Table is the name. Uh, Val is very amused at the name Chronic Table. Uh, let me just uh, go to my website, ladies and gentlemen, so that I don't forget this. There is actually a special 420 coupon code, so I hope you guys will take advantage of that before we get into uh, game night and everything else. If you guys didn't know, actually, we're getting into uh, game night tonight. We're going to be... Uh, no, we'll see who basically pops on. We can do uh, uh, all bad cards or whatever the name of it was. Uh, that's the one Smash was recommending or uh, requesting, I should say. Uh, who else? Uh, a couple of people did request trivia, but everyone's always apprehensive. I promise the trivia questions this time are multiple choice, so they're not as difficult as last time. <laughs> anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, see who, who put the freaking oh what? Smash? He's saying smoke him if you got no Cheers, Byzantine Smash. royalty questions. No Byzantine oh, royalty. No, no. Jesus. No Olga of Kiev questions. What, what can I tell yeah, you? Yeah, right. Okay. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, use the coupon. Oh, I probably should tell you the website first before you guys uh, use the coupon code. Fumidoro.com is my website, my friends. Uh, if you guys would use that, uh, chronictable.com is another way you can uh, uh, just click that and it'll redirect straight to fumidoro.com. You could also type fumesofgold.com. Uh, any of those basically will work and they'll go straight to fumidoro.com. Uh, once you're there, uh, hit the shopping page. Basically, uh, right there, easy peasy, ladies and gentlemen. The smash and grab is right there. Three packs of uh, five, or three five packs. I don't know why I always say that wrong the first time. Three five packs for, I still, I'm still saying it the wrong way. Three five packs for a special price, ladies and gentlemen, right there. You can pick up anything you want. You can pick up Morgana, Charybdis, Lime River Rose uh, by special request. You can ask for Gawain. Uh, what else? Dread Persephone. They're all all on there. Uh, honestly, as far as I'm concerned, you could pick up two Smash and Grabs, honestly, at least on uh, uh, 420 weekend for sure. Uh, so everything's on there, ladies and gentlemen. Morgana, you name it. Uh, these three, three packs are still kind of goofy like this. I'm probably going to get rid of these and just uh, do one, maybe, in the future. I'm kind of sad though because i want to keep the west engine swindle bundle so we'll have to figure i don't know if if i consolidate the 10 packs into like one special deal then we're going to still have to have one like special i mean we could just get rid of witches three and just make them all the all the fucking the west engine swindle bundle unfortunately that would 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 that would allow magana to be gotten with the west engine deal i don't know if that and the thing is that west engine this whole time has been coveting morgana he's like uh man what the fuck uh yeah and uh, when am i gonna get some uh when i'm gonna get more and not that seeds weren't generously given to me i somehow fucked up and lost them so Uh, it happens it happens i uh, really (laughs) don't know what i did with those. i got high 
I had him out here showing the we show. We always have good intentions, the and then we get high. Actually, Wiz Engine has a pretty good idea. There's no real reason anymore to have the special. Like, it used to be, uh, whatever. You guys don't really need to know all the different details, but I didn't have a whole lot of Charybdis. I thought Morgana was going to sell out, on and on and on. So I priced things a little bit differently. And so there were these little, uh, uh, you know, we started to come up with these uh, special deals because we are like, well, shit, everyone likes to you know save a little bit of money, including me. I love to shop at Costco and shit like that. So these were the Costco options, basically. But how do I put it? They became kind of weird, like because the things were priced differently. It was like, okay, Morgana's on this one, and then no Morgana on this one, da da da. But like now that everything's pretty much priced the same, it's like, eh, why, why, why bother with three different deals? Yeah. We'll figure it out, ladies and gentlemen. The West Engine Swindle Bundle might be the main bundle, and then we'll figure out other packs as needed. I don't even know. You know what? Maybe I could do that. I could do like five packs for a special price and that would be a different price okay you know what that's that i think i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do like the smash and grab and then like the west engine swindle bundle and then we'll do like a five pack deal and, and some uh, of that. the we'll box set the box set with the all box the set. Out, there you go with all the selections in it there it is west engine yeah. the, from the mind of west engine again my friends it's gonna have to be like the caribbean fucking act of piracy or something i don't know We're, we'll figure out a better name than that anyway ladies and gentlemen in the meantime until i do figure that out the website is uh live right now because you know i threw it all together so it's going to take me a little bit it took me how long to freaking put the smash and grab up so i have best of intentions but sometimes a l- little bit too little time but anyway for the meantime my friends i see which morgana do two friends uh, package deal one pack of morgana two packs of something else these which is three three packs of morgana uh, easy peasy lemon squeezy and the west engine swindle bundle no packs of morgana uh uh, three packs of something else. You can pick up Lime River Rose, Black Prince Ruby, Dread Persephone, Charybdis, you freaking name it, uh, whatever is available in the West Engine Swindle Bundle. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, in the meantime, take a look at uh, Lime River Rose. Uh, real fan favorite, I have to be honest. Uh, this is the one that I haven't had a chance to grow awesome. at all. I've, I've, thanks, West Engine, appreciate it. I haven't had a ch- I've had a chance, I should say, rather, the, to grow Thousand One Nights, Dread Persephone, Charybdis, Gawain, you freaking name it. But somehow I have never had a chance to grow even one of these Lime River Roses. So I'm going to hopefully uh, uh, undo that in the near future here. But in the meantime, I'm really happy to report that everybody that's grown these has uh, really enjoyed them. Uh, I've heard a lot of positive feedback, a lot of really positive uh, terps. Uh, Somebody, uh, just a couple days ago, actually, somebody in the chat, I don't know if he wants to be completely public with it yet, but uh, apparently his favorite plant that he's grown in the recent past, basically, is one of his Lime River Roses. At, like, day 35, it's just just sparklingly shiny and limey already and evidently blowing everything else out of the water from several other breeders, so... Super happy to hear that kind of stuff. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, take a look. Uh, I think it was... I mean, there's a lot of lime crosses now. You know, there's there's no shortage really of lime crosses. There's lime crosses from uh, Brendan Rust and who else? Uh, even uh, 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 Nick Risden, I want to say, has a lime cross now, and a bunch of different people. And of course, the lime actually came from Mean Gene from Mendocino, so of course he has a ton of lime crosses as well. But in the meantime, my friends, if you'd like to have something a little bit different, a little bit left field, uh, I'm pretty confident that this is unlike anything that they have created and, and, and unlike anything you've smoked before. I think you're going to really enjoy Lime River Rose. I think you'd really enjoy as well Black Prince Ruby. You guys have heard me talk about this. I just pulled a, down a stunning phenotype the other day, uh, just uh, taking pictures of it and stuff. I don't think I've showed any pictures of it yet, but uh, beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous freaking plant. Come on, why is my website lagging so much? Come on. This is like three pictures ago. There we go. Uh, Black Prince Ruby, ladies and gentlemen. This is an in-cross of uh, Ruby Jack. 
man, it's really lagging. I don't know what's going on. Uh, what was I just talking about? I was talking about uh, pulling down a really nice phenotype of this. Uh, I didn't keep any clones of it. I'm, I'm kind of a little regretful because, like, as I think about it, I'm like, nobody else on this earth is going to freaking take that plant to, like, 11 and a half weeks. So, like, she basically nanned out at, like, 11 and a half weeks. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to breed with that plant. But I honestly would like to keep it and freaking, but, you know, whatever. Long story short, ladies and gentlemen, that's the kind of fight you go with when you kind of start breeding seeds and running through them and trying to check through them, like, you can't keep all the fucking clones by any stretch of the imagination. So anyway, you have to choose wisely. I think I actually chose wisely by not keeping something, but my fucking God, what a stunning phenotype. Just the aroma, the color was there, everything was there. The shape was really unusual, different than the rest of the, the, the Ruby Jacks in a really, really cool way, different than the rest of the Black Prince Rubies that I've seen so far in a really cool way, but... Anyway, I'm going to show you some pictures in the near future, and hopefully going to get to smoke it in the near future, too. But uh, I hope you guys get to smoke it, too. Uh, I've had a lot of positive uh, feedback from Black Prince Ruby. By the way, Atomic Spoon is in the chat. I have not had a chance to respond to his uh, email the other day. Atomic Spoon has been busy. Probably the only reason why he wasn't first in the chat today is that Atomic Spoon is probably still actually dealing uh, uh, with, well, dealing with, uh, in the hospital with his wife and newborn baby. So congratulations, Atomic Spoon. Uh, a very big... Grants. Good luck or whatever. Congratulations. I can't, what, what, Congratulations what on your breeding project. <laughs> exactly right. Congratulations <laughs> on your own breeding project, Atomic Spoon. Cheers, buddy. And uh, congratulations on everything else, my friend. Uh, take a look, ladies and gentlemen, at Black Prince Ruby. This is one of the original uh, Ruby Jacks. This is, I call her the Pink Panther, Ruby Jack number eight. She's all uh, pink lemonade. Man, is my website slow. Come on. There we go. Something's going on with uh, the internet or something, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all pink lemonade, basically, and uh, happiness and goofiness and uh, good old-fashioned laughter, ladies and gentlemen. I think I'll, I'll wrap it up with that. Oh, no, I'll, let me uh, just finish it up. Man, how live is this lagging to shit? Uh, I got a question there for you. There we go. Go for it, Coot. Um, 11 and a half weeks is the deal killer, huh? Uh, 11 and a half weeks on that phenotype. With, with the, no, I meant I've you taken said some... no one... You were talking about customers saying no one's going to go 11 and a half weeks. I Not on was... something that is recommended to have nine weeks. So basically, Ruby Jack basically finishes up nine that? weeks. Well, I've had it tested. Like, I've tested these pretty well for about a year now. So, like, I know pretty well that they uh -huh. finished about a nine. And I've also grown it myself. So, like, I bred the, the, the Black Prince Ruby, so I've had a chance to run through mm -hmm. them. So I can, I can tell pretty certainly that they actually finish in nine weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, but... Uh, uh, you know, you could run them a little bit longer. I always like to just kind of see how things purple up and just, you know, super, super mm -hmm. ripen. You know, like the banana when it's basically getting brown. That's kind of what I like to see. Anyway, right. uh, every 10-pack, my friends, uh, comes with Cielago the bat. Oh, it's fucking lagging like crazy. All right. I'm going to click on that picture and leave it there, ladies and gentlemen, so that it doesn't freaking wobble around. I can't even tell what you guys are looking at because it's lagging so bad. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, Silago the Bat, uh, Bedrock Boogie Number 1 by Ruby Jack F2. Only way to get this, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not selling them at all. Only way to get them is as a freebie uh, by getting something else. I know that there's a ton of fire in this strain, but there was enough of the tiny little bit of un basically uh, unproductive nanners but fuck everyone's always paranoid about nanners the unproductive nanners come up on a few of the different phenotypes they're not going to pollinate your garden or anything else but because of that i can't freaking sell a strain like that so anyway uh, i hope you guys will run through it and find some beautiful plants like gingerbug uh like uh who else just recently steelbird i think found one anyway there's been a couple of people who found some beautiful beautiful uh Cielago, the bats 
Ladies and gentlemen, uh, go back one page. There we go. There's the main page. Take a look. Uh, 420 deal is in effect. It's uh, in effect until tomorrow. That's the last day of the 420 special. Uh, I don't know. If, if, if people ask nicely, maybe I could extend it one more day or something. But, like, I don't know. Maybe we'll just keep it the one or two, <laughs> one or two days. Best deal of the year, my friends. 24% off. Uh, take a look. Coupon code 420 is all there is to it. Normally, the coupon code, ladies and gentlemen, is BRAINS. B-R-A-I-N-Z. Today it's... Thank you, D. Today it's uh, 420. Uh, in the meantime, cheers, D. Nice to see you, my friend. Uh, how are the brains? Are they fresh? Fresh as always. What's going on, panel? What's going on, chat? I'm not in chat right now. I'll be there soon and uh, hang out with all y'all. Happy nice, 420. Oh, y'all, I guess I've been listening to Tara and hanging out with her too much. Really? But anyways, hmm. um, I'm just re-upping. I'm going to be smoking some Gorilla Gas shortly and maybe some dabs i'm not sure yet hope everybody had an amazing 420 me yeah don't want to talk all right anyways cheers everybody hope everybody's having a good week yeah man cheers dude uh smash what's good dude sound fine okay uh just looking at well, Raw does a competition for 420 with rolling papers every year, and they always do crazy art like oh, project. I did, it, of course, it's Raw, but you know, it's still cool art. I like checking it out. I was just checking that out. Just because I don't like them doesn't mean nobody can like them. I just, I, I find it kind of just like a lame marketing company, but I mean, fuck, people like all kinds of stuff, dude. People like Adidas and shit. Who was it the other day? Uh, like, well, the nation of Russia loves Adidas. Yeah, and track suits. And track suits. (laughs) But I'm not into track suits, but I mean, they can have the track suits if they want them. I don't think I would wear it. Maybe a black track suit, but not like a funky color track suit. I don't know. I streamed for, actually, today I streamed for four hours and 20 minutes. We caught three 420s. We caught our 420 up here, over here. I could see you in a Captain America jogging outfit. I was just gonna say, you know who wears track suits is DJ Khaled, or Khaled, Khaled, whatever. We're the best music. So if you want to look like DJ Khaled, wear a track suit. That'd be good. We can start wearing onesies like Kanye. Nice. Start wearing onesies and heelys. Yes. Nice. What about the horrible? And just shoot like crazy, like roll up videos on the heelys on your Instagram. That would be my goal to look like uh, Kanye West. Yeah. Sign me up. Uh, okay. Wants to buy me a big one, oh. one Pokemon onesie. I'd wear it. Hold you to that, Coops. I want to be a, like you know, go back to surfing, smoking, have a big joint hanging out of your mouth. You know, checking out the little Bahama mamas. You know, that was good. You know, free sex. Didn't have Skittles though. God damn it, no Skittles or. You know, top 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 shelf, Your top favorite. shelf concentration. Oh, no. oh, top shelf. Top shelf. By the way, Tom Spoon is saying that Spartan Grown uh, was saying Spartan Grown's a good, good old friend, a good old friend of the show, uh, saying on the Michigan Brothers Grow Show that he smelled lime. Actually, go figure. I haven't seen this week's episode. Uh, I normally uh, uh, just kind of lurk in the background, but uh, he's saying that uh, he smelled the lime river rose from Painted Lady, and he said it was really sweet lime. So I really appreciate that. That's awesome. Uh, good to hear it. Who else is up next? West Engine. Uh, what's good, dude? What's good, Guan, Roy? 
Big up, Timura, big up Smash, mm -hmm. big up Val, big up Coot, big up D. Hope everybody's living well. Big up a whole chat. Hope everybody's we're living well, living their best life. Welcome back to the most interactive show in cannabis where you get to be yeah. part of the show. Uh, welcome for game night. I don't know whether we're doing trivia or games, but either way, I'm ready to. Up to the freaking uh, crowd here. We can figure it out. What do you guys want to do? Yeah, do the survey. Dumbly pig. That's fun. <laughs> Shoots and ladders. Right, I'm in. Hungry, hungry hippos. Nice. How well, long you guys have that? You know how many kids I got? Right. At least one. Uh, I think you said he has a whole basketball team. I have a whole basketball team. Nice. Is that with the bench or not? No bench. No, no bench. bench yet. Hey, Wes, good bench. thing they like your pizza. That's a cheap meal. Or, excuse yeah, me, exactly. that's an inexpensive meal. Inexpensive meal. Yeah, it's not cheap. Yes, yeah. it's, it's not. It's wonderful. Yes, you've made me the, you've made me a, uh, a, a, a star pizza night yeah oh yeah Wes engine did uh did coots techniques uh up your pizza game he did it did it did and i and i he actually mentioned the veto the veto guy that he was talking about on youtube yeah. and he, he told us a long time ago to check him out and so i always i always check out what coot tells me to check out man so i checked it out and, and like i was like wow look at this yeah and yeah so my my pizza game's been up the one, uh, the other thing that, that my latest addition is I got myself a pizza steel, uh, huh? for my, uh, in my oven. And actually that's been doing like that up the game too. I'm getting way better air bubbles and way, way nice, crispier. Here's another one. That's really a pizza steel instead of a pizza stone, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But instead of a pizza stone and you gotta be really careful here, you want to go buy what they call Mexican pavers. They're tiles, but they're unglazed. They're uh, raw, oh, yeah. raw, red. Anyway, red those are this right kind of clay for cooking. And so if you break one, what are you at? 99 cents? You break one of those goddamn pizza stones, unless you buy the real ones that are 100 bucks. But, you know, those are $25, $30. And, yeah, just get those uh, Mexican pavers. And, oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, at Home Depot or whatever, whatever uh, kind of stores you have in the uh, up there up north so yeah it works really well but it gives you that bubbles what's what you're looking for because it and soak them first in water before you and then you put them in cold and then heat the oven up they'll still retain enough moisture that when you start to cook your pie your pizza pie um you will get increased uh uh microbial activity which will give you those uh, air bubbles uh, ga actually, they're gas bubbles. They're CO two, because okay. you're looking for uh, fungi are like humans and animals. They take in air you, and, and they use the oxygen and they expel and the CO two. Right? They'll still retain well, fungi are the same way. So that's what gives us the flavor in bread. Is their um, uh, spent uh, air that they've uh, used? They've taken in and that now they're. Uh, releasing uh, CO2. And that's CO2. What, same thing with brewing. That's where the bubbles come from. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Somehow your audio is feeding back. I don't know how. No, hold on. Oh, maybe a video is playing. Uh, I know what it is. Hold on. I was trying to follow the chat room and goddamn Mac. Oh, you refresh the, the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, 
Oh, so what was I saying? I, I need to oh, So that CO2 activity, we can enhance that by getting some moisture into the stone uh, or the, the whatever you're using clay, you know, uh, soak it in water for like an hour or so. And then put it in cold. Don't try to put it in in a hot oven and let it heat up. I got this down. See, in my next life, I'm going to have a chain of pizzas, like kind of like uh, you get a quarter ounce of good weed and a, a really a custom made pie. There you go, fifty Bye. bucks. Screw them. Forget all. Forget all the recreational. You see, that's the problem. This industry has focused so much on the goddamn consumer and not the connoisseur. It's a connoisseur that spends the money. Yeah. Shit, what it cost. Yeah. They want a good. They want good weed. The the consumers are just. Well, I got Stone Friday Nine. It was really groovy. You know, get get the guy and sometimes a woman, not often, but. You know, they gets up in the morning at five o'clock and wants to do about four bong rips before they, uh, you know, have breakfast. <laughs> and would be embarrassed to say they'd smoke Skittles oh, oh. that day, you know, or something. <laughs> I mean, Skittles, give me a, Skittles give me is a only break. poorly named, Jim. It's, it's only poorly named. That's I know. Really I know. It's oh, actually pretty. Good. It's not too bad, dope. Actually, it's it's actually pretty. It's pretty all right. Yeah, even you wouldn't. You no, know, the one the one that cracked me up, though, honest. I mean, I thought I thought it was a joke. This guy presented himself as like being Mister Connected here in the Valley, uh, uh, south of uh, Portland. You know, big connection. Blah 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 blah, and he gave me a. Uh, I don't know quarter ounce or something of something called cherry pie kush and it was unpalatable i mean it tastes yeah, like dt cherry pie should be mouth coatingly delightful dt's yeah. dog turds that should have been the name <laughs> that shit wouldn't get a fly high you couldn't smoke enough of it, it was too it was too terrible As, as I've said before, talks talks cheap. Talks you know. cheap. Oh, yeah, I'm really connected. I, you know, I went to. If Seattle anybody has once. to tell you how connected they are, they're probably not. That <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anybody who's Bro, connected do you even know who I am? No, tell me more. <laughs> I know uh, nobody and know nothing. <laughs> right, that's exactly right. Dude, Socrates said he knows nothing. If fucking Socrates says he knows nothing, I don't know. You're a bitch ass. That's what I should tell somebody. Yeah. I should remember that. Like next time someone says, "Do you know who I am?" Let me tell you about Socrates. Someone to be my vote. What's that, Smash? Someone to be my vote. I messed up, and I, when you, I opened the poll and hit trivia, and I wanted to hit card games. Damn it! <laughs> that happens. Uh, speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, we are uh, doing a poll for. Uh, we got twenty six votes so far, so we actually have a chance, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, influence it one way or the other. Your vote matters, even if it's just trivia or game night. Uh, take a look, ladies and gentlemen. The options are trivia 
or card stuff. Basically, I wasn't very specific, but it's like, you know, that all, all bad cards. The Cards Against Humanity clone, basically. There's like two different options for that. Uh, one of them, the one that was kind of funnier, actually is uh, available, I think Smash said, like for the longest time, like it wasn't available. The, the one that you can fill in, the, like we can fill right. in the cards and stuff too. So it was like... You can actually fill it in the, with the other one too, I think we discovered. But anyway, regardless, there was the two different options. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I mean, we could play chess with your mama. Uh, and then we also could play Hungry Hungry Hippos, uh, a.k.a. Yo Mama, because she's so fat, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, but uh, long story short, it's basically trivia versus oh. card stuff. Actually, trivia is taking it away. It's at 41% right now, uh, 28% for card stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, let us know. I said chess meantime, with your mama. But... Right. I mean, you know. Maybe people oh, figure that they can just get it, they, they can do, do that any day. Hey, so they're just like, you know. to say. So the audience can participate in all bad cards. Trivia too. We had a hard time doing trivia. Did we? Yeah, we. Oh, because people would lag and stuff. Yeah, we don't Let's know. See. We don't know when people's answers are coming. It was painful to watch. That's true. <laughs> All right, we'll have to figure that out. No more Byzantine. Uh, well, this royalty. time there's multiple choice questions. Okay. It's not because we okay. didn't have to. Like, yeah, last time I was like, you got to come up with the answer yourself, and some of them were kind of really <laughs> <mostly> hard. <laughs> But West Indian uh, took gotta, it away. He's two-time champion. We have to rem- we have to remember that we're dealing with stoners here. That's true. I've been smoking literally all day. Oh, by the way, I have to figure out. Oh, here's Potent. Nice to see him. What's different uh, than any other day? If I'm going to start drinking now, or if I'm going to go buy some uh, discount glass. I realize that's a funny uh, story, but so like somewhere, like sometime in the middle of the show, I could go over to Mary Jane's and like twice a year, basically they have glass sales. I probably more than that, but whatever. A couple times a year, so I was like, I haven't bought any glass for a while, and I was like, I don't really need any to be honest. But I was like, I could use a bong, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I don't really smoke bongs that often. But at the same time, I only have like one bong that I don't like that much. So I always like grabbing extra bowls. Remember right? that, but at the uh, same time, like I'd have to have, I have a couple extra bowls, but I'd have to smoke my bong to actually get more. Remember bowls. that glass shop on Hawthorne that Jack Harrison owned, mm-hmm. uh, Third Eye. Third Eye, good one out there. And uh, and he not only had really good glass because he he handled the work of a lot of the artists from Eugene and Portland, mm-hmm. but he also sold the equipment to them, the glass rods, the 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 setup you know the rigs so he had a really good uh and plus his dad was jack Hare. i mean you know who did, who would want to have their artwork in there you know in a shop like that so but the internet killed him hmm. he finally said he couldn't he couldn't compete with the offshore you know pipes bongs the internet or having to do production they're making production glass on top of their customs. I'm sorry, right. say again? Who is? They're making production glass on top of their customs. Who is? Most most artists are are try are well, other than like high end like salt doesn't really do but anyone trying to like make it in like the industry, they have to do they have to bust out glass so they can sell it at the shop. And, and make revenue and then they have custom pieces come in and they'll work on them uh as they as they trickle in uh welcome to the art world yeah so it's, you know it's, you, it's you, it. you might be a painter but you got to do t-shirts to pay the bills yeah exactly i mean you know yeah. get real you got to do signs for some store more like 
Right. Yeah, like it, it, exactly. Got to pay the yeah. bills, man. Unfortunately, most most artists' work doesn't become valuable till they're gone. Like, well, yeah. You know, like what you, somebody made a comment about telling everybody that you're connected. Well, if you have to tell somebody that you're an artist, then you really haven't figured it out yet. That's a that's an honorarium, not a job application entry. I don't consider myself a botanist. I consider myself an artist with these plants. Nice. You could call yourself <laughs> Salt Bay, but with weed. <laughs> no, that would be better actually for a salt grower. Hey, uh, we should say hello to a couple people. Why would you? Val, want... What's going on? Go ahead, Esmash. Go ahead. Oh, not much. I was just having a giggle because you were talking about like you know like talking about whether or not you tell people you're connected. I'm like, man, I've been thinking about like the whole talking about people that I'm a Stalin or a Stalin. That's like kind of crazy, especially when I... that you're related to Stalin. Yeah. There's a chick apparently in Portland who's related to Stalin. I think that's his uh, great grand uh, great granddaughter. But would it matter if I want to start that whole um, because he was pretty into agriculture, right? I'm sorry, who was Stalin? Uh, Stalin was the dictator of Russia for about 25 years or something, and led them through yeah. World War II and killed just like fucking shit ton of people, like 30 million yeah. people. Yeah, but he was also into agriculture, and I want to do like this agriculture. He was super into animals. Oh. Yeah. Like so uh, that's I. one thing that uh, I probably shouldn't get into this because then I'm going to piss off like 40% of the chat. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to uh, omit part of the story. But I remember recently thinking a few years ago, gosh, every single shitty person in the world has some benevolent quality to them. Even Saddam Hussein, even uh, Stalin. Famously, the most savage dictators love animals. I think basically because the animals can't wrong them or can't, you know take over their position or can't kill them or something they think so uh, uh what's his face uh i can't i never can remember the for guy's first name mobutu sese seko that's the guy's name mobutu sese seko he loved animals uh what's his fuck um Boring had a whole bunch of lions remember Right, straight up. Uh, the, basically, the entire Nazi brass actually nice loved dogs and animals and stuff. Like, even as much as they were horrible, horrible fucking people, there was still some redeeming character. So anyway, I'm not going to say who I'm talking about, but there was this person that I remember thinking, like, wow, like this guy doesn't even like animals. But anyway, regardless, Stalin famously liked children and animals, but also famously, he was a sociopath, so he only liked them basically as far as he liked them. He didn't give a shit about his own son, basically. When his own son was captured by the Germans, he was just like, no, oh, fuck. That's a shitty fucking Russian officer there. Literally, the Germans wanted to like trade him for you know some high level uh, German uh, officer or something. And he was like, "Why would I trade a shitty officer for a fucking like? Why would I trade a, a high level German for a shitty Russian officer?" Anyway. What about uh, what about all of Stalin's attempts to breed an ape human hybrid super soldier? He he uh, had a whole bioweapons program where they specifically nice. tried to breed apes with human women <laughs> and vice versa. And this is how we got AIDS. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, no, if you think I'm fucking with you, I, this I'm not. This isn't made up. No, this I believe it. I serious. fucking believe it. And yeah. back then, I was just reading today about how back then, like the Nazis, or not the Nazis, the the Soviets and the Americans both would basically pay for all kinds of random crap, like. What would happen if we nuked the asteroid belt and like someone basically gets a, a, a freaking million dollar grant to research that? There was something today. Oh, they were talking about nuking the Van Allen belt. But that's fucking nerdy as shit. 
Yeah, we need to look up the Van Allen belt while we say hello to. uh, We could say hello to Charlie's Farm. Charlie's Farm is mobile. What's going on, buddy? Hello, everybody. Happy 420. It's good to see everybody. Yeah, I'm going uh, doing some garden hopping. So going to my usual place right now. Then I got to run to another one. So the show goes long enough, we'll get to see the other place. So. And uh, but uh, yeah, I want to wish everybody happy for 20 smashed. I'm sorry I, I couldn't make it earlier between catching up on some sleep and uh, having my daughter because she has to bring us to the day. Um, yeah, I was just really busy, but uh, well, and, uh, I, yeah, I haven't smoked all day. I can't wait to get down there because I'm gonna smoke a big fatty as soon as we get there, and uh, yeah, I'm just uh, on the road. So, cheers, everybody. Uh, cheers, Charlie. It's nice to see you, buddy. Uh, Boat and Ponics, what's going on, dude? How's it going? Happy 420. Uh, doing a bunch of running around. Just hanging out with Jordan. Well, talking to Jordan a little bit earlier. Now I'm here talking to you guys. Nice, dude. Happy 420. Cheers, dude. Cheers, everyone in the chat, by the way, that I haven't uh, had a chance. I, I guess I'm so behind. I might as well just freaking say the names. Cheers, Will. Cheers, uh, Wet Blanket. Uh, Ryan Korkowski. What's going on, buddy? Uh, who else in here? Ginger Ninja. Gray Sun Grow. Bowl of Seeds. Man, I forgot to say hello to a bunch of people. T.O. Cheers, everybody. What's going on? Uh, uh, Tigro. Welcome, buddy. Welcome, everyone. Happy 420. Welcome, Frank. <coughs> See? <coughs> I keep forgetting people. Anyway, what's going on, folks? Uh, that was uh, like a, a robot fumador uh, talking. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're welcome to join the show. You're welcome to come hang with us, you know, especially, you know, come uh, goof off on 420. Uh, hit the link there. Hopefully the link works. If someone hits that link, by the way, and it doesn't work for some reason, because sometimes people use like old links, they just kind of, you know, use the stored links that they have on Zoom. If you click the link and for some reason it's not working, please let me know so that I can, you know, uh, click a better link or pin a better link. But you guys are welcome to uh, hop on and uh, shoot the shit with us. If you guys are new, if you haven't been on the show, you're totally welcome to come and, and join us. You don't have to be some, you know, big cannabis expert or whatever else. We're going to uh, just play some uh, games in a little bit here. I don't know, in a few minutes we're going to start. Uh, it looks like we're probably going to do trivia, actually, because trivia's taken it away. It's, oh, actually, it's a little bit closer now. It's 40 to 36, but trivia's still leading it. So, I don't know, we'll give it a couple more minutes or something. What's that, Smash? Take away my vote, it's even. Take no, away your vote? Well, let me think how many votes. Oh, it doesn't I'm say. It's annoying to say how many votes it is right now. <laughs> two votes i can't really figure it out i'm just messing with you man could, but it's 40 percent of 42 yeah we could kind of figure out how many votes it is it might be actually one vote how funny is that well anyway ladies and gentlemen don't forget to vote if you have a, a preference right there and uh hop on the panel ladies and gentlemen you're more, more than welcome to uh participate with us it's funnier or funner when the people are on the show especially if we do trivia coot was kind of right like took kind of forever for for the people in the chat to do the trivia stuff so I don't know, if we do, like, an audience participa- participation with trivia, maybe we'll do, like, limit two people or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyway. Uh, what else is new, man? Uh, what's uh, what's going on, Potent? What's going on with... Uh, uh, you said you were with Jordan River? or who? Uh, fuck, who did you say you were with? Jordan River. Oh, there you go. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's got a, had his own little... He has a Patreon and stuff and has his own little crew, so they do like private little stream nice. things. So he was doing a 420 bash thing for that. So that was fun. They had some different people on from Hawaii, uh, 
I don't remember their name. They were pretty cool. And then uh, um, Mary Beth Sanchez and um, Wolfman and some other people on. So it's good times. I always like hanging out with Jordan. He lives That's like 35 minutes from me now. So we're going to do, we're going to start up a grow club with some other cool growers and really? OKC. And we got a venue for it now where we can meet once a month. And That's <clears throat> so we're going to be working on trying to build some more local grow community out here. That's fun as hell. Right on. You guys are lucky. Oklahoma is so weirdly, it's, it always strikes me as weird to say that because like my friends and I kind of laugh about it a little bit because we were like, oh, Oklahoma, uh, weird for a lot of stuff, great for weed laws. So, Go figure. Oklahoma is the only state in the union where a woman can have her titties out, shoot a gun and smoke a blunt all at the same time and it's legal. Only yeah. state in the whole union. Yeah. They have three different laws to protect gun ownership. You could right? almost do all of that in New York. Cheers to that. Gun. Women can Salute be top to that. State. You can smoke weed anywhere. You can smoke tobacco. <laughs> really, at the end of the day, truly free. We need to. We need to like overthrow this governor and give women their reproductive rights back. We need to get rid of some of these other Republican dipshits that are in office that are fucking up the laws oh, here. But if we can overthrow them, we can. You know, all in all, for the most part. Except for those fucked up things that just passed recently, it's not too terrible of a place. Definitely pretty pissed off about some of their new laws, though. You know, hmm. the fucker a bunch of old men gonna do telling women what to do with their bodies? Like, get fucked. It's crazy times. Uh, it's obvious that Roe versus Wade is gonna get overthrown in the next probably year or something, and I just can't imagine the shitstorm. I, I, I just don't understand why they would want that kind of shitstorm from women, because I feel like it's just gonna lead to. Such an epic fucking shit It's going to weaponize the lab. 20 years down the road. It's going to weaponize the lab. Maybe, but I mean, like, chicks are going to notice that immediately. You know what I mean? They're not going to, like, they already notice it now. It's not not like they're going to wake up one day and be like, oh, wait, abortion's illegal now? Like, they're going to be aware that it's happening and they're going to be aware who did it and stuff. So, I don't know. It's actually quite dangerous if they were to do that because eventually... Like when people yeah. are feeling in a desperate space, they're going to find a different way. And then so they're putting people at risk when they do oh, so. Yeah. No, so that, that, that was shown clearly. Like the abortion idea, rates didn't but... really change. The, the rate of safe abortions changed. And that was really yeah. the difference. The rate of survivability and everything else. Looney Tunes. How much are the costs the last... too, aren't they actually Not to mention the crime rate is affected dramatically 20 years later. Yeah. Well, the um the other yeah. thing you have too is is that the oh fuck I lost my train of thought. I'll think of it. Nice to have like you know maybe more like avenues for the women that are you know having children. Maybe more have better adoptive services for them, or possible like you know maybe like a halfway point where like you know they can do like into foster or something. Or they don't they don't care about the actual know. kid once they're born. They just want to control. That's that they don't give two fucks about. Well, that. they do. They, they do care because that's money for them. That's income. Because every every no, I, th- every I think time. it's been shown over time that basically once you're born, they kind of don't give a shit about you. Yeah. Like they, they yeah, try to they shut down care. the the. Uh, recently, they shut uh, down until your tax cattle. Then they credit. care about you again. Right. Yeah, so that's uh, what I'm until saying. Until you can they pay tax, then they're mm-hmm. they can great, claim yeah. less for your taxes. Right. They claim uh, they only care about you until you're until you turn 18. Because then that's why they go ahead and they fund for everything. That's why they go ahead and make sure you have your child. That's why they make sure that you have your. I don't know all the kids. I guess they can get like the. 
healthcare and stuff like that. No, no, because it depends on where you live. Depends on what state you live in. It's the last throes of a dying, you know, evangelical culture or that used to be the dominant party in the Republican side. And now, you know, they've anyone with reason left once Trump was on board. And now they're just left with, you know, all the people that were eating crowns and sniffing blue and uh, and, you know, <laughs> or people that are so blindly religious that they're willing to overlook the fact that the last president was banging a, a porn star while his wife was having his newborn in the hospital. Like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that Jesus would not be down with that. I'm just, I got a feeling about it. I just, I got it. I got one there. Like, no, like I, I, so, just, I don't understand that. So I think that you're I seeing think what we to, can gather from this problem is we should stop it. electing rich guys' sons. That's like yeah. we should I'd go with that. <laughs> that is, especially rich guys who made a lot of their money doing business with the Lucchese family back in the yeah, 40s right. and 50s. Right. Well, we just we need term limits and these goddamn geriatrics got to be banned from from office. And anybody over 55 fucking done. You're automatically retired at 55. No mm-hmm. more offense or buds. It's just it's got to stop. It's it's I holding back society. Well, we do have to have a better focus on the legacy that I mean, as in we can have a like some, I do agree with the term limits because basically there's what's the whole point. I thought of we elected, didn't we vote those in back in the nineties? I, well, yeah, uh, we, we I think we were, uh, there now. was a, uh, and, it, and as soon as they got into about, office, they, they, was they worked their ass off to get the law changed. That's what yeah. I remember. <clears throat> quite it took that long. It took that long, but they have to, there's no communication there now. It's all, if there's no way for everybody's for term limits as long as it's not their side getting limited i mean yeah. well, that's the, the republic you know rallying around term limits like this was gonna some panacea was gonna change things as soon as they got into office and saw what power was like they oh. immediately started working to get the laws changed so they could but stay there Oh, well, okay. So if we're talking about term limits, I think it's, it's more, because then at that point, you can also then go for other positions then too. So that way you can be more diversified and most likely. Oh, listen, I, I, I'm not arguing against term limits. I think, I personally think that you should be limited to 10 years in government period. If that means you spent three terms as a congressman, Mm -hmm. that's six years. So you can run for the Senate. That gives you 12, you're done. You go do something else, go sell insurance or yeah. use cars or, you know. To be useful to society, go help a nonprofit, you know, be a trusted advisor, be a consultant. There's plenty of things for you to be doing. I agree. Yeah, I there's agree. a lot of things that you should be able to do because by that point, if you're still there, that means See, that there's here's what is it, Here's what I can't comprehend. So you have this country and it's, you know, these 50 individual, allegedly, um, fiefdoms. And this party has control of this state and this party has control in this, uh, another party of the state over here. I got uh, the stuff for the upcoming uh, primary election here in, in uh, Portland. And I knew it was a long time, but I wasn't real clear on this there hasn't been a a republican governor in the state of oregon for 40 years and the reason is 
back in the 90s they hooked up with the right winger uh christian uh what was his name uh, robertson pat robertson you know the that predicts the world's gonna end every three months yeah that guy <laughs> and what they had, he had uh you know? it was called the uh, the christian coalition the christian coalition of america or something like that the cc Good old 700 club yeah yeah there you go and fishing for money down in the caribbean they we had two channels that were free yeah. one was like antigua broadcast station yeah. the other was like 700 club just 24 hours of like evangelical panhandling for poor people's money yeah do the hustle like they're trying to prey on poor jamaicans and antiguans and you know the fuck <laughs> fucking scumbags see i was raised in that kind of church you know the real like crazy nutty people the crowd yeah you, uh, you you had mentioned you went to the same one that i that i was indoctrinated in and forced yeah, to yeah. go through yeah and yeah, yeah. and it was multi-generational like it, it went back like four generations to these really hardcore protestant uh in america that like they were there before the baptist that's scary okay and uh no piano in the church you're supposed to sing with your heart god doesn't want you there you know plucking on a piano or a, a banjo or something and see what else uh, oh yeah no dancing no movies no card playing uh no makeup uh chaperone on dates until you're 16 at least yeah they were wackadoodles hardcore wackadoodles mine wasn't my my mine wasn't as hard line but like uh my I, my grandmother always mentioned it that she wished it was more like that, that yeah 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 we had gone astray yeah allowing the guitar to come into the church so about the time i started doing psilocybin uh not psilocybin i'm sorry peyote buttons um there was a in uh, uh what's his name osley was still around he hadn't gotten busted yet so there was lots of uh really good uh you know blue chair purple haze um white rabbit 500 mics baby <laughs> split them in <laughs> half to 250. see the conventional wisdom was that 200 mics was the the e-ticket you ever been to disneyland you had the a ticket the b ticket well the big ticket was the e-ticket okay so that was the the uh phrase used so 200 mics was the e-ticket but if you got a 500 bike tab and you split it now you had 250 so that was you know a 25 percent bump that's quite a bit on a drug like uh, lsd so yeah uh, it is. <laughs> yeah i remember i remember the sugar cubes man you know, turn on, tune in, drop out, man. Timothy Leary, 1964. So he had been working at Harvard on research with Andrew Weil, the famous uh, a medical doctor. You know, his first degree from Harvard was in botany. And then he stayed and got, uh, he got a, a master. No, he got a doctorate, got a PhD in botany. And then he stayed there long enough. Uh, I don't mean it that way, but then he stayed and got a, a, a medical uh, degree. So he's probably the only doctor in America that has 
a PhD in botany and uh, in medicine, which is interesting. So that's interesting. Ooh. So Jim, uh, like I'm growing some of my first ties ever that are like they're they're I'm probably eleven and a half weeks into flower now, and. These are different in the fact that they, they look like you could pick them at any time. Like they look good to go, and, but then they don't look done. Yeah. Okay. So the conventional wisdom is uh, the uh, trikes, you know, are going to go hazy or something, right? And then if you let them go too long, you know, they'll turn amber. And then that means, I don't know, something. There's a whole... Uh, conventional wisdom we'll call it okay so the to which is two land races even at 18 weeks still the trikes are still clear like ice like ice and even outdoors planting one in february and letting it go until the christmas the winter uh solstice ice so you could say well it's a uh, faulty genetics because it's not finishing wait a minute you arbitrarily set up this rules they have no basis in science just that was a, a marker a set of markers that you a checklist and when you got to this okay it's done now <laughs> see what i mean and, and if anything deviates from this checklist, then it's faulty genetics. Oh, okay. So what you basically want then is just a Xerox copy of this one to do everything exactly the same so that some kid in, you know, Pig's Knuckle, Arkansas can figure out when his crop is done. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, okay. Is that the way it is with wine? It all has to be red. So we we'll just get rid of rosés and whites because, you know, Johnny Bob says, well, no, it's reds, man. Uh, all roses should be rose color. We don't have, we don't want white ones. We don't want silver ones. We don't want yellow ones. And see where, how silly, the, the, in my view, how silly the discussion is. It's these checklists that mean nothing that were done by people who didn't know what they were doing. And why would I say that? Because I was there. I mean, I was buying books in 78. And one of them has been republished, what, five, six, seven, eight times? Seriously? When you open up a book and there's an ad in there for a bag of soil, that's an indicator that you're being hustled Real writers don't put shit like that in a book. And as often as people change their soils, yesterday's soil is today's, you know, Walmart special. I can remember when, and that's not this many years ago, when Ocean Forest was the big deal and every grocery store had Ocean They'd put it right out in front in the window. So you knew that this was a place to get your stuff to grow weed. Well, that's kind of a shitty place to put it because sun beating down on a bag of soil, what do you think that does to the 
Oh, well, there's no micros. We're going to add those. See, we got a bottle. It, right here, this is what we, here's how we get our micros. We just put a bottle in there. Now I can go to discount places. There's a chain here called uh, Coastal Farm and uh, Ranch Supply. Kind of a feed store, but not, you know, not really. So, you know, they got uh, Carhartts and Cowboy Hats, you know. They're called Billy Bob and shit. And um, they had big old piles of uh, Happy Frog and uh, Ocean Forest for $9.99 a bag. Yesterday's here's today's on the discount market. You couldn't pay me to get that shit. I wouldn't use it. You know, I mean... I wouldn't use any of them. It's, you know, again, it's, it's perlite and peat moss. Big deal. I mean, a lot of people, I always forget to talk about this. Like, um, <clears throat> whenever we're talking about uh, nutrients, I think you're famous for this. But when you mention it, Coot, soil is a really, really big one because a lot of people basically do this exact same thing. Uh, a lot of different foodstuffs. What I'm getting to is that basically people somehow assume that there's some kind of magic ingredient in the thing that they're buying. Nope. That the experts that, you know, up on high over at Mount Camelot or some shit where, you know, the, the, the factory <laughs> headquarters are for whatever the fuck they're, they're talking about. Like I say, whatever it is, it's... Uh, bottled noodles or something. I don't even know. They think somehow that that's better than something that they could do. And right. the reality is it's not. It, it rarely is. ever is. No. You know, it's rarely something fundamentally different. And here's rarely, the thing. But... It's so much cheaper to do it yourself. Because if you go buy a bale of sphagnum, the 3.8 bales, those bust out to, what, seven cubic feet. So those are under $20. So that's $3 a cubic foot just for starters. And I don't want to go through the whole thing, but it's not that much money. Even if you go and buy down-to-earth products in there's six-pound boxes, yeah, you're going to pay more per pound than the person who buys the full bag. I get that. But even still, it's better than going getting bent over the hood of the car. I mean, fuck. I don't, I, sh I don't understand how you would go pay $6 for a six pound box of kelp meal. It's like $23 and 50 cents for six pounds and a full bag is $78. That's a dollar 50 a pound. And the other one's almost $4. I mean, don't they have calculators on phones anymore? <laughs> Let's see what that costs per pound. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. I mean, it's not like it's going to spoil. And like, yeah, whatever. It's a myth. They're, you're buying into a myth that somehow somebody could see the light at the end of the tunnel and they figured it out. And I'm telling you that the only thing that soil, if they could, they'd give it to you. It's the, the nutrients the pesticide and the fungicide with that name on it. Well, you wouldn't want to use anything other than ocean forest newts. You know, you want your tiger bloom and cha-ching, right? My view is ammonium nitrate is ammonium nitrate is ammonium nitrate, period. If that's what you want to use, then go find the best price. Don't buy it by the label. 
You know, she's got big tutors, man. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how I buy my beer, Coot. I basically look there for bottles go. with the biggest tutors on them, and then I yeah. buy that. Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, of all the things I do in my life, worrying about my soil isn't one of them. I mean, I've kind of got it down, you know. Dee, 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 pour this, a little bit of that, mix it up. But the other side is that, so the, so here's what I see it. Okay, so Johnny wants to grow a plant, whatever. So he goes and he buys this preferred bag, the one, the most expensive one, because it's got to be better, right? All right. But the first concern that he has is, well, what am I going to feed the plant? Well, what's in that soil? You know, I mean, did you read a book on botany at all? I mean, I don't know. You live where I do. Who's fertilizing the forest? The meadows. Nobody. Nobody. That's what they talk about down at the the Redwood Forest. Secretly, I take Calmeg out there. Exactly. (laughs) And we also rake them, right? We rake the forests as as one should. We take uh, bottled nutrients out there with lots of Calmeg, and we rake the forests. What else? Uh, We top dress, scratch in nutrients. It's the least I could do, right? Sasquatch is out there mixing (laughs) up uh, batches of canna. They help me. And general hydroponics (laughs) to feed all these poor trees. You don't even recognize and These honor the hard trees. work of Sasquatch. You know, they were the first uh, uh, commercial product, General Hydroponics. They were there before anybody. And then about the same time, this company called uh, Dynagrow, and that was the grow product, and they had Dyna Bloom, that was the flower product. And then over the years they expanded and they were in mainstream nurseries all over the west coast and then when the whole grocery store thing got taken down one day by the dea from maine to la and seattle to miami busted them all at the same time and got all their shipping records dynagrow decided I don't think we want to be involved with the cannabis people. So they got involved in the orchid. If you go to an orchid show, they're the only product sold. And it's not just in the United States. It's also true in uh, England, I understand, in other parts of the world. And in university, it's the preferred uh, nutrient because of their quality that is consistent. You can't run a, an experiment in a university. Well, with this time, we're going to use you know fill in the blank this brand and so here was one that was consistently consistent it was the same thing so they had something to work with and the other one is uh grow down rockwell cubes and pl lights if you did an inventory of research stations around the united states universities not joe in his backyard with some (laughs) beans he got from the this really cool guy, man, over on the corner, the guy, the guy. Um, you have to, if you're gonna, if you're gonna test something, you've got to have something to base it on. 
you can't just, well, this time we're going to use these lights. Oh, okay. Well, no, well, this time we're going to, you know, we're going to move over here to, what is it? Uh, 707 organics, something. What's that soil? Yeah. 707 roots organic. Oh, roots organic. Yeah. Roots are now, uh, now owned by Aurora innovations. Well, who's Aurora innovations? Well, they're one of the major uh, companies in Canada that is allowed to harvest the sphagnum peat moss. There's only about seven or eight, and they're one of them, Aurora Innovations. Feel better now? Yeah, that's who I want to buy my soil from. <laughs> Instead of ProMix, which is uh, Premier Horticulture, or here on the West Coast, we would probably go buy... Uh, uh, Number uh, seven, no, number four. Uh, it's in a bale. Black with, uh, anyway, sun grow horticulture. Sunlight. No, not sunlight. Um, it, oh. Fuck, they had it. I lost it. I can't remember. You've said it a bunch of times. So I know. I, I, I usually, yeah. I. I mean, I've lived and breathed that stuff. I've seen thousands and thousands and thousands of bales of that stuff because the plant's right south of my house. I used to go buy it at least, you know, five times a week. Sunshine mix. Sunshine, number four. And all that means is that number four has a particular amount of amendments, excuse me, aeration materials like whatever it is, you know, perlite, pumice, whatever, and versus sunlight number two, sunlight number three. And uh, those are all, you know, 3.8 foot bales. Those are under 20 bucks. Why would anybody go buy a bag of soil? Because it has roots organic on it? They had a bunch of, they wanted a bunch of money for the pro mix where I went. I was like, wow. Yeah, you got to tell them that you're, uh, a market grower. Tell them you do tomato starts, you know, and sell them at the uh, at the farmers market. I just don't go there. This is the best soil, in my opinion, I've seen on the market right now. This is the Bokashi Earthworks. It's good shit. Is that a retail product or? Yeah, yeah. This is through Brandon Rust. This company. Mm. That's that compared to the big roots, which is the soil you know, soil king. Mm. See, it's quite a bit lower on quite a few things, and it's about thirty percent more versus the earthworks. Earthworks is nice. It's only like two forty a, a yard. And then here's the saturated paste. Well, yeah, it's about ten dollars a foot. I mean, so yeah, again, uh, definitely the most balanced soil, the lowest price that I've seen of, of anything on the market in a commercial scale. Yeah. Well, you don't have, I mean, another thing too is that you don't have this long history of horticulture like you have on the West Coast going back to the 1880s. So uh, the supply systems and distribution systems for these materials has been in place 
for decades and decades. I mean, hell, Monrovia Nursery, they've been around for 100 years. They have 8,500 acres in production. I mean, real production, you know, like 35,000 plants per acre kind of production. So I'll let you do the arithmetic. I mean, a given year, they'll sell, you know, seven, eight million plants. So you've got to have, you have to have some efficiencies. You can't be doing it like this thing. And, and hey, the proof is in the pudding. The, the losses are piling up, you know? It sounds great if you're selling it, but why is the price the way it is? I mean, I don't see how anybody's making money at, when, when the retail price of a lid, excuse me, an ounce is $40. I know how to do arithmetic. That's 640 a pound. Gross. And that's selling it in ounces. Wonder what you get if you went in there and bought a quarter pound. You know, I don't know. I don't see I don't see that as success, where people are losing their their businesses, their farms. I mean, you guys went to a, a thing down in Humboldt a couple of months ago, and their their warnings were a lot bleaker than mine. Hundred and fifty dollars a pound. That's what you can look forward to. Who's going to be able to survive that? I think it's going to be at 400 a pound. Well, I think if we were to, do we have ways to curate or to like, like, I think if we had like more collector exhibits and stuff like that, there could be a way to help combat that a little bit. What they need to do is like something with artisans. I'm afraid that the politicians have an easy out here because their position might be if I were a politician, this would be my position. Look, you wanted legalization and now you have it. You work it out. This isn't a responsibility of of the uh, legislator. Uh, And and they're so uh, like, I've got mine, fuck you mentality. No, I don't want that stuff from California coming into this state. We're trying to get our thing started. What they need to do is the feds need to come in. The feds need to put a one acre cap on all production and end it there. And then it would create more jobs. You'd have more diversity of, of production. Right. And you'd actually, small guys could compete again. I mean, right. that if they actually gave a shit, that's what they'd do. But then you have people that they're going to build like tall facilities. So like they're going to them, they should invest in something else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I watch, I watched it. I mean, I saw things that went on the first year here. I've never seen in my life. I've seen a lot of greenhouses, professional greenhouses that make money, but they paled in comparison to what some of these guys were putting together with, with backers. I mean, it was insane. Nobody survives on a, a $300,000 greenhouse. Lunacy. Well, like it sounds really cool. Regulation, but it better, I don't know. We have a, too much regulation over here. I don't know. But that's also, we need more regulation, I think, on the 
smaller home growers as well, like, you know, breeder rights and stuff like that. Well, you have that here in Oregon, every, every household can grow some weed. No, there's nothing, no restriction other than that you're limited to four plants. Hmm. So, um, and I guess in Colorado, it's six or maybe per person here it's household, but whatever. It matters for the household. So I think this is a crazy it it, it stunts our ability to preserve and it then puts other people at risk. I think there's a crazy over focus on, uh, well, I've said this before. I'm just going to interject, basically, because I guess there's no other time to interject, I think. I, I, by the way, we're, we're trying to get trivia working, and I can't figure out for some <laughs> reason if I can see people in the room. I can't figure out if I'm the only person there, if there's other people there. So I'm trying to figure that out. But anyway, uh, folks, uh, let's uh, freaking try to hook up to trivia so that we can actually uh, get it playing, or maybe we don't have to play it. But I was going to say, kind of on that point of the, even if it is $150 a pound or $450 a pound or whatever else, why are we always talking about the commercial market? Like, I mean, honestly, you know, some folks, uh, Potent grows commercially, but basically nobody else that really comes on here that regularly is primarily a commercial uh, grower. And yet we do default to talking about the kind of commercial market. I think nonsensically, I think they're genetic needs are different their genetic wants are different i think their flavor needs are different i think basically everything that every, all of the ways that commercial people grow are fundamentally at odds on some level with the way that like home grower craft type people grow you know like we don't grow on as much of a schedule like whenever we basically say like even if you have a rigid schedule how do I say this? I'm always trying to say that I try to have a rigid schedule and yet I never have a rigid schedule because I have a rigidly unrigid schedule. Like I, I basically, I want my flowers to flip, but I also most importantly want my crop to be perfectly ripe. So basically my, my psychology says I have to constantly be ready to flip, but I'm still always waiting for the flower to actually ripen. Unlike let's say somebody with an investor or a boss or a freaking overlord, basically some corporate overlord who's saying you're going to flip no matter what at seven and a half weeks or at fucking seven weeks, basically, because we basically need more money. Uh, and so they just, they don't care. They don't care if it's ripe. <clears throat> you were talking about 11 weeks, 11 weeks, that they don't care. They take a GMO that is famously an 11, 12 week strain. And so Coop, by the way, TO is not the only thing that it takes to 11, to 12 weeks. There's tons of stuff. Well, some, stuff anyway but a lot of people will harvest the goddamn gmo early and then mm -hmm. it looks like garbage and tastes like garbage and smells like garbage but hey care, you know don't tell that's the I, antithesis i set up know. a commercial grower when it went the year it went legal here all right i gave them the goddamn plants and believe it or not i had to teach them how to clone which I, that should have been a big warning sign. All right. This is not going to go. This is not going to end be, well. Yeah, that would be a warning sign. If you're a commercial grower and you don't know how to clone, I would say yeah. that's a basic skill. Yeah. And, and, and before I did all this, I said, I want you to understand something. This is 12 weeks. And if you take it at 10, you're not, whatever. And so they took it at eight because their buddies told them, no, that's all you have to do. And so then when it went in for analysis or, you know, the shake and bake thing, the hustle, they come back to me and say, well, you know, the TAC was pretty low. I said, well, I guess so. I mean, you took it, what, 33% fasting you're supposed to, supposed to go 12 and you took it at eight. What do you, you know, 
What do you want me to do? It'd be like go out and picking green strawberries. Well, you know, they're not very so, red. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, you don't know. In this thing, you know, you meet people and they, they talk a good line and they got some money, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, it's just same shit, different, uh, or, you know, different day. This isn't anything new, believe me. You know, I mean, can you imagine what people were growing in the early uh, 90s? I mean, think about it. Wasn't very good. It never has been. Well, again, it's all the more idea, reason it's not to focus ideal, on the, the goal, commercial. Huh? You know, like, uh, I mean, I don't shop at dispensaries for the one specific reason that I basically never find good flour there. There probably right. are some good dispensaries out there. Listen, There's probably some good... You and, you and Steve both had a gentleman on uh, from California who... I've, uh, middles or something, a mid... And, and one of you asked, well, what's the flour situation? And he says, it's a dive to the bottom. I didn't say that he did. And he's involved in the politics about uh, the acreage and you know, the the how the the thing's going to be set up. Uh, something mid middles. No, Sun grown mids. Huh? Sun grown yeah, mids. It. That might have been him. Yeah, that's it. Right. By the way, welcome, Jordan. Yeah, he I said it on both shows. It wasn't just one, it was on both, because both of you asked him basically, so what's the situation? And he said it's a dive to the bottom when it came well, so to that's flowers. what I said. I don't focus on that. I just really don't give a shit about that dive to the bottom. Like, I, that's not the weed that I smoke. That's not the weed that I buy or pay money on yeah, or but... focus my attention on. Or I, I mean, I, I, it was sad for me to go to Humboldt and see the, the entire economy kind of I'll crashing. But I mean, like... I don't know. I mean, I, I I wasn't down there. I don't know. Like on some level, like I'm disconnected from it. I I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they uh, maybe they didn't work the hard enough thing, at their stuff. You know, like I'm not going to boohoo for a whole different state's people. Go ahead, well, uh, Potent. It all comes down to the person that's responsible, Steve D'Angelo. Steve D'Angelo is <laughs> the one who led the crusade to lift the ten the the one acre cap <laughs> and the twenty four hundred square Steve, foot cap. He's the I, one who, who organized the whole thing and it was bankrolled by them, uh, Harborside, and then the other one was Snoop Dogg's group. Uh, what's the name of his capital group? Right. Um, that was the other group that actually helped uh, fund and overturn that um, uh, one acre cap. So if you want to blame anybody, they're the ones, you know, to, to go after if you're pissed off with anybody. They're the ones that caused that. Yes, in California, but my point is what they did in Washington and basically it took the rights away from medical growers. They can go buy at the dispensaries. That was the mentality of the state legislators. And in Oregon, these assholes, we work to get the law passed to get the medical. Hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, Jack Hare was involved physically came down here and and stayed in portland for months and worked to get this the the signatures and get it passed and now that we have this legalization thing you don't need a medical card to grow so we gave up our medical rights the other ones we earned those this new one this is a gift from the legislature meaning they can yank it anytime they want see what i mean Whereas the medical thing was institutionalized in the state uh, code. 
the civil code. So this this thing about this magic just gets people all like all excited. Well, I'll vote for that because yeah, we can all grow weed. Yeah, okay, it's great. But look at the consequences, and the consequences are the gates open, the cows out of the barn. Yeah, but it was because of poor management of the regulations. More I agree. If they, if they had I'm not arguing that. that. No, I'm, I'm not arguing. Oh, yeah, because originally, for those of you that don't know at home, um, there was supposed to be a strict cap of 2,200 square feet or 2,400 square feet on as the biggest license you get for the first five years. Yep. And that allowed all the little guys to benefit, everyone to cash in from the, the legacy market. Everybody's boat would get raised. Light. Yeah, come into the light yep. and everyone could get a piece of the pie. Yep. Then they went behind the back of uh, right before it passed, right after it passed, right, right around then, and then repealed the cap, which was the most important part of the entire bill. <laughs> So I don't know, I, you know, I, I lobbied with Dennis Perone personally <laughs> against Amendment 64. So I tried. <laughs> I feel the same way. I mean, I was involved in the medical thing, but this uh, legalization deal that was passed by the legislature and paid off with uh, political contributions to their reelection campaigns. I mean, it was a mess from the day it opened. And it just got worse. It just got worse. Like, how would you like propose then, like by you're saying by like by restricting? See, I, I don't believe in, I do not, I, I do not believe that decriminalization is the best path forward. I believe sincerely that complete legalization if I want to grow tomatoes, I don't have to worry about how many tomato plants I have. I don't have to worry about somebody trying to come and stick a gun in my face to steal my tomatoes. Okay, but this shit we're doing now is just deregulation. This is not legal. It's legal for this group, but not for that group. This group gets to do whatever the hell they want and make a shitload of money. And this group over here can't. That's not legalization. I'm a literalist, and I know what I know what legalization means. This ain't it. To change like the actual the what's the main problem is the what was the what's the law the never mind I'll figure it out. I'm sorry. <coughs> yeah, which, on, I have a tier two license. Sorry, guys. Go ahead. Oh, no worries. No, I like hearing the commercial stuff only because, you know, we, we're tier two. We're allowed uh, 5,000 to 10,000 square feet of, of canopy. We have two other mm -hmm. places going that we run super soil in, not living soils, just because it's, it's just not, it's not conducive to the, to, to the way that we're growing over there. I manage the gardens. I don't, you know, we have a crew that runs both of them. This is my private garden, and I have another private garden that I've shown. But, um, you know, we haven't changed any of the real laws. We haven't changed any of the laws yet. We were one of the few states that actually the legislature didn't. We're the ones that voted it in. Um, you know, um, what I, I can't remember. I'm having a mental block right now of uh, uh, the bill that was, that was, um, that the public, you know, the public was the one that wanted it in Massachusetts to be legal. The legislature wanted nothing to do with it. They didn't want to touch it. You know, the only other place, the, the only other place I think that 
I forget. I'm thinking too quick. I've had too much coffee. Vermont is, I, I believe, Vermont's the only state that the legislature actually voted legal, or or like Poot always says, because I, I always say it. It's not legal. It's only highly and heavily regulated. Yep. <clears throat> That's all it is. Legal would be like he says, and I say this to everybody, and I sometimes sound like a broken record during the day when I talk to people that um, you know yeah it's it should be like anything else i mean it is literally they will let us shove anything with chemicals for food down our throat but then all of a sudden they they regulate this stuff so insane i'm not saying that that's good or bad you know obviously we don't want any of the harmful pesticides herbicides fungicides all that crap in there of course not okay um good clean medicine cannabis for people should be available but the way that they regulate it, even here in, you know, because we got the Cannabis Control Commission, and I know a couple of people on the board, and, and they're trying now to screw with, with the laws. They're trying to manipulate it. They are trying to get the home grower to only be able to grow, I forget, three plants or something. There is a lobby that's going on right now to do it. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to do it only because um, the people voted it into law. They can only change so much of what the original law is. But just like Steve was saying about California and D'Angelo, you know, D'Angelo is originally a Massachusetts kid or something like that. And um, I think the whole 64, even though Jodry helped write the bill, the law now, excuse me, um, I think it was orchestrated from the beginning, the way that they were going to play it after it passed of, uh, you Look know, at, the one acre, the one acre rule was going to go right out the window. I mean, there was what no happened in Washington, the voters, it was a, uh, write in, you know, a signature thing to get uh, the thing on the ballot initiative. Thank you. Okay, so it passes. Well, and just like somebody mentioned their state, the legislature didn't want to be involved. Okay, that's kind of what the way Washington was because agriculture is the big hammer up there. You have manufacturing, Boeing, you know, that whole dynamic. But man, when they saw the money that was going to pour in from Asia, from Canada, from Europe, banks, investment, hedge funds. Um, let me turn this off. Hold on. Um, they basically stripped The medical people, because they had a law not unlike Oregon's. Oregon wasn't the first, but it was the most comprehensive. And other states eventually signed a, a Me Too. In other words, we're, we'll copy Oregon's law. And so you had these originally eight, and then they added two more conditions. If you met those conditions, any one, not all, just, you know, one, then you were, uh, now you got to find a doctor, but you know, sign it. Now you get, could get a medical card and you're allowed to have 24 plants, six in flower and 18 in some weird la la, la, la land and clones didn't count anything because they didn't have roots. So, I mean, was it perfect? No, but it was workable. And along came this money, man. They, the legislature here, they don't get, they don't get paid. It was just a story on uh, NPR here uh, last week about how many uh, state senate legislators in the Senate and the House are quitting because they can't afford 
to serve. They don't, you may, if you, if you get elected here to the house, you make double what minimum wage is. That's it, huh? I mean, that's it. That's a joke. That's but a joke. my point is, look, it's all, this is about money. This is not about freedom. This is not about no. quality. This is not, this is about money. Right. And we're a small state. We don't even have 4 million people. And we're in the billions of dollars, billions of dollars. Yeah. And look, if you could make I mean, the money, reason why it went legalization to begin, I mean, the, the way the big wave came after the 2008 crash when everything was just so horrible. Yeah. And that's the only reason why is that states were looking for revenue. And absolutely. Know, they, they had a, they had a finally cave because people for decades have been saying you got to decriminalize this stuff at least. Yeah, and yeah. The, that's the only reason why it, it, the wave came over the last, you know, 15, 15 years uh, or 14 years. But now. we're still in a situation where in some states, if you're black and it's three in the morning and you get pulled over, you're going to get searched. And if they find weed, you're in deep shit. Mm -hmm. Are you in another state? If they find a pipe. In another state, it's no big deal. So that this disparity and here you're a criminal and here you're authorized i mean the, the this mumbo jumbo of laws has no common sense whatsoever no the state's rights bullshit is leads to this kind of inequity yeah I our mean, state started with um we started with um uh the the smell was no if you got pulled over the smell was no longer probable cause and then it went to you know the one ounce decriminalization possession and then, you know, obviously, you know, four years later, it finally went to, you know, quote unquote, and I always do that, legalization. Even my young daughter does it. She goes, daddy, quote unquote. And I say, yep, yep. It's just, um, and you, you, you know, yeah, the disparity in New England is pretty crazy as well. I mean, uh, New Hampshire to Connecticut to Rhode Island to Massachusetts to Vermont to Maine. I mean, they're, they're all, all over the place when it comes to law, what you're allowed to grow, you know? Mm. Yeah, and possess, and and then not only that is how you can grow. You know, um, you know, basically you have to be in a bank vault, you know, or, or have the security of a bank vault in order to have, know. you know, twelve lousy plants. <laughs> you know, this is the plant that conquered the world, man. This is the plant that allowed us to do everything in history that pretty much that we've done from clothing to sails to rope to, as we all know, to oils. I mean, how do you think the lanterns in the streets used to be lit when they didn't have, yes. you know, especially inland because you're not getting, you're not getting whale blubber. You're not getting rented right. whale blubber if you're not on the coast. So, you know, it, it was the law of the land. It was, you know, at one point it was illegal if you didn't grow it. You were, you were mandatory to grow it, you know, during the Civil War, et cetera, et cetera. Even during World War I, you have forty years of uh, some level of uh, growing in this country, beginning with uh, Cervantes' first book. I mean, I'm you know, it was just it was just beginning, and they've had a good run. Every every sector has made money, from the grocery stores to the people pimping the products that are bullshit. Uh, I mean, it just goes on, every, on down the line, the equipment, the, you know, it's just been a, it's been a money mill. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and the monopolies too that have taken over the, some of the states right. too, like uh, you know Rhode Island is a perfect example. Massachusetts too, to an yeah. extent, absolutely. You get you get a Greenlee that came in, uh, deep deep pockets. Rhode Island, you had two retired Mass State Police cops that started the first dispensary, and then they started they made so much money that they were they were able to <laughs> monopolize. Yeah. And then you had the governor, uh, what's her name, Gina Romano, who is now one of the secretary uh, secretaries up at the federal level now for Biden. Um, she was the governor. Um, I mean, you can really see the manipulation. I mean, Rhode Island, Rhode Island has always been one of the most corrupt states. That, you know, um, personally, no, the mobs run it for, you know, almost 100 years now. Patriarcha. And, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, from the Angelos to the uh, Giovannis yeah. to the DiGiovannis to the, yeah. the uh, um, Count D'Annunzio. I mean, you name it, um, the cheese man. Um, some of these people I know. And... Um, you know, what happened was, is um, in, the, in the way they, they crashed the market down here on purpose, um, in the, in, sorry, the way that they, they crashed the market down in Rhode Island was those two state police cops, they, their pockets got so deep that um, they, were, they were paying people or they were setting up business with, with people that wanted to get into the industry and they would set up huge grows and they would contract them to, to say they needed 500 pounds. Well, in the, in, in the meantime, those two guys were building their own facilities, bigger and better. And they were, so, so they had a contract to take 500 from, you know, from growers or whatever, 500 pounds they needed, they were going to take all 500. So what they were doing was they were, they were producing 300 on their side. And then when they came up with, when the, when the grower would come up with them and say, I've got the 500 for you, they'd be like, no, we don't need 500. We only need two. And then out of the two, this is all we're going to pay you. Yeah. And literally within six months, shakedown. Thirty-two <laughs> of some of the, the the biggest grows in Rhode Island got wiped out. Twelve of them mm. in a one month shut down. You know, a uh, hundred lights are bigger, which isn't I, the biggest thing in the world, but you know. I've lost count because I basically I don't care, but in the last year, just the last year, the tonnage in plant count of illegal grows in just Oregon. We're not even touching Washington yet or California, just Oregon it has been a shitload of weed. I mean, a lot of it's coming out here. Coming well, out I'm here. sure it is a lot of it. And it's way hey, like it always has. Yeah. Yeah. They've been moving weed out of Northern California and Oregon since the late 70s yep. and really got going in the 80s. Yeah. That was in the late just 70s, how it ran. Yeah, in the late 70s, we knew when we got the California stuff because we knew it was, first of all, it was too sensey. And it was, it, it just surpassed anything else that you were going to, obviously. Yes. You know what I mean? And you were going to pay that price for it, but you were going to get it on the back end as well. Right. You know? And then um, uh, now what's happening is the Southeast Asians, They've always been blowing it up, uh, especially around Quincy and down the South Shore and then a little bit up in the North Shore. But um, what they're doing now is, is, you know, they'll blow out, you know, 80 pounds and then walk into, a, you know, in, in all one strain, all swag or, or, or most oh, of the yeah. swag. And, uh, but they're walking into to the hydro stores and saying, you know, I got 80 pounds, 600 a pound, you, you know, you know, anybody that wants to take it. Yeah. And, and in the last three months, it's, it's nosedive the price nosedive for price. So, I mean, I'm fortunate that, um, you know, what I have 
here and at the other place just for myself, you know, I can garner at least, you know, the top end of what's being asked, you know, of what I'm asking anyway, which is if you get some really good stuff and depending upon the strain, you can still get anywhere from 16, 18 to 32, 34, I mean, 20, 22, 24, depending upon, and you know, I've heard of people, some getting 28, 26. Um, I don't know if I believe that because um, I haven't seen that in a while. So, but um, yeah, it's really starting to tank. So you better, you, you better have that cut above if you want to survive. That's a fact. You just got to have a cut, the, the cut above, you know? Yeah. Well, well, I spent some time uh, from, I don't mean to interject, but I just want to agree, especially with what Coot was saying, which was I lived in Humboldt from 2010 to 2015 uh, and just really enjoyed my time and up there and fell in love with NorCal and the people and everything. And I'm no like political expert, but like Coot was saying, the proof is in the pudding where like everything got worse, uh, especially after the Prop 64, like across the board, everything got worse, the quality the wages for the farmers. So again, like I'm not as like storied and knowledgeable as you guys on the whole back end political stuff, but I was like living there kind of in the beginning of that. <clears throat> and like I said, the proof is kind of in the pudding. Just shit just got worse and worse. And it does make me sad yeah. now just to see what's yeah. happening up there. So the way they was food feeding it politically in those ads in California, you know, the general public thought it was in their best interest and it's, and it wasn't. But then of course, as we know, the mass, the masses don't care what the, the majority of people like Jodry says don't care what they're smoking as long as it does the job and how cheap it is and they're looking there's the reality yeah. more people drink budweiser than all the micro brews combined that's just a fact yeah. okay. in general having worked in a lot of the different markets generally between 30 and 40 percent depending on economic level uh, of the area just wants their bag of weed like That's they right. have this much that they spend on weed every week. They just want their bag. They just want the best they can get for that and everything else be damned. There was, yeah. that's not new. But the, a lot of that In the late 70s also, when, the other, right. the other problem is, is that just consumer education. People aren't educated right. enough about it to understand how to ask for the right thing. And that's, that's where <laughs> you know, places like Fumi's show or, or my show or George, <laughs> really come well, in to, to help and people like Coot come in to help teach people that kind of shit. <laughs> in the late seventies, you had three dynamics, huge social forces that met and collided. One was an extreme amount of cocaine availability and use, which tied into the shitty music, Visco crap, and <laughs> which tied into Let's just say a lot of people had a morally casual attitude when it came to recreational sex. All right. The last thing anybody worried about was getting good weed. And that's why Colombian, it was $50 a bag. All right. You could probably get at least a shitload of joints. I mean, let me put it that way. And all you did wanted to take the edge off the Coke. You weren't like trying to find God or the last incarnation of Shiva. And it's always been the, the most majority of we being sold was to people who didn't really give a shit about how good or bad it was. It was more about 
getting laid. I mean, I mean, let's just get real. Okay, that's a big driver. So you take the edge off the coke, and you know you got some uh, Jägermeister shooters and uh, some really shitty music. You know, you're sitting there bouncing your head up and down. I mean, really, really, Jägermeister of all things. Yeah. I, I, uh, cut yeah, I mean, my, that's I, so true. I mean, they, they let the heroin come my, in. The uh, heroin's I, coming in. Go ahead. Sorry. I made my bones on Jägermeister when I was 21 uh, and yeah. living in Germany. So, <laughs> so gross. Yeah, I had a Jäger face. I did. One of my best friends, like, loved it. So. Yeah. But they allowed the flow of coke to come in. It was allowed in. I mean, they were going on the heroin so heavy in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. But they actually, they knew what was going on with the coke, but they didn't think it was going to become a social problem as, as the heroin did. I mean, it wasn't even... See, here's the problem between physically coke addictive. and heroin. With heroin or any uh, opioids, you do a certain amount and your body goes, good night, asshole. And you go, you know, you either pass out or you die or you quit, okay, for the day or the night. But man, with coke or the other, you know, the uh, amphetamines, just just give me another eighth just give me another eighth you know and i, I remember a friend of mine was a coke dealer like big time and he'd have these uh really rich fuckers that'd show up and just buy a quarter just to get them through the rest of the night so i mean they'd already gone through their eight ball you know so uh yeah yeah so i, I saw the the wall that this coke was a lot worse than heroin yeah. Heroin, you would you hit bottom real quick. Yeah, and then crack hit really in the mid eighties. Huh? Yeah, early eighties to, to mid eighties. Then crack yeah, yeah. starts hitting the street. Yeah, and then um, you know, Time Magazine does a does a huge write up on it. I actually yeah. uh, I, I actually wrote a paper based uh, that was one of my um, in my in my my bibli was was the Time Magazine article, and they were you know they were calling it the rich man's aspirin in cocaine, and yeah. uh, and. Uh, uh, they were saying how it was not physically addictive, you know, psychologically yeah, yeah, right. it was addictive, but not physically addictive. Which one? Then, okay, know, there was Bolivian and Peruvian. Which one was rock yeah. and which one was flake? I, I think I a Peruvian, I believe, was the flake. I think it was okay. Peruvian, Peruvian flake and Bolivian rock. Put this way, okay. I know this. In the mid '80s, right. yeah. everybody else was paying about eighteen nine for a, a, a key, and yeah. I was getting it for eighty nine. I was getting yeah. it for anywhere between eighty nine ninety two, almost half, just about half price. Yeah, I had so much. So I, I was the one that. Oh was, yeah, and you gotta I have just, a. You, you need to go to the health food store and get a bottle of Nisetol. So you got a it. good cutter. That's know. it. That's exactly right. In fact, and then, yeah. then I, you I get know the, that. Then I know that story. Health stores. They got. <laughs> yeah. They got. They got hip to it. So yeah. literally overnight, one night, Coot, I go and get. I get the four ounce bottle of the powdered stuff, right? Yeah. And it was forty four dollars or so. Oh no, twenty two dollars. And then the next week or whatever it was, two weeks later, I go to get the, another four ounce bottle, exact same place. They doubled it. It was like 44 yeah. or 46 bucks because they yeah. knew what we were starting to use. It Didn't for. have Amazon then. You had to, you, yeah. It wasn't like now. Just, hey, screw it. I'll yeah. get, you know, 10 pounds from Amazon. Yeah. Everybody yeah. calls yeah. it baby laxative. You can't use baby laxative. Sure. Baby lax First yeah. of all, baby laxative is sweet. It has a stickiness. As soon no, as it no. hits any kind of moisture, it what you're saying, What you're saying is if you're lucky, it's only baby 
right. laxative if you're lucky. <laughs> I mean, I made that mistake. We couldn't get the inositol, and we had to get baby laxative one time, yeah. and I made that mistake with a freaking half a key. I'm like, oh shit, I think I just ruined this. Sure enough. <laughs> I remember going in on a 10 kilo deal of hash uh, in Germany, G, you know, GI stuff. And uh, they were dealing with this guy. He's really connected, man. He's really, he's really connected. Yeah, he was sure connected to whoever had the biggest pile of camel dung in the goddamn country. And they were repacking it and then co coating it with uh, mediocre hash and selling uh, oh, no the shit, kilos. Huh? Oh yeah! Wow! Wow! So that's how they were cutting it, huh? <laughs> you know, oh yeah, yeah, that's cutting it. I mean, <laughs> I've never heard of that one. That's a good one. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. new under the sun, man. Just, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. That was 50 years ago, so you know, yeah. It's I heard it was the shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just got that. So shush. I like that. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, I think it's really groovy and uh, kind of altruistic, you know. It's like we're going to relive Woodstock. And I got to tell you, man, Woodstock was a joke 50 years ago. You can imagine how many incarnations since then, you know, solidifies that. It, you know, it was a fantasy, an interesting fantasy. But, you know, life isn't bluebirds and let's go take a walk in the park and you know, everyone's going to be yeah, transactional. Too. Like when you get caught up in like a, let's just say a band or, or like a following, yeah. you just go for the experience. You're addicted to the experience because you can actually let go and open up and get high. And I get that. But it doesn't mean that I want to, you know, like. Oh, I'm not even go, about. Go live on a commune and we can all listen to, you know, pick yeah. a band. I don't know. Uh, the Backstreet Boys or something or. Uh, Maharishi, maybe, maybe some uh, reggae, John Holt of the early days of dub. You know, we need to start a, a clock and let's cook commune, that'd be great. <laughs> that would be awesome. The clock and let's cook commune, that the township we'd call it, the clock and let's cook commune township. The cook actually, isn't there's a there is like a city or something called clock and let's. It is. It's a name of an Indian tribe. So therefore it became the name of a river that flows out of Mount Hood. And that's where I live on, uh, adjacent to the Clackamas, which moves from east to west. And then it joins the uh, Willamette River that moves south to north and collects with the Columbia River that has all kinds of rivers over what 800 900 miles that feed into it and it goes rushing to the Pacific Ocean and that site Astoria Oregon has had more shipwrecks in the last 100 years or 120 years whatever it is wow. it's it's incredible how many hundreds of ships uh, even now the the ocean going ships the big containers you you get out there and you've already made arrangements for a team of experts to climb up and they steer that that thing in this isn't for yeah he's OG, on the job training it doesn't work that way so and and there we have ships from all over the world you know we're we're not as big but I mean, you got seattle you got portland and then you go down you got san francisco and then los angeles and then san diego so we're a major port
on the Pacific Ocean. It's just inland about, I guess, 70 miles, something like that, up the Columbia River. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, we get a lot of rain, so it's a lot of rivers in this state. Ask a few. I mean, you get an aerial view of uh, Oregon, and there's rivers everywhere. The Lewis, the, the Clackamas, the Columbia, the Willamette, the... What's the one down there in Florence? Uh, Asayas Law. All those are tribal names. Pretty cool. These were uh, ocean-going uh, people that lived here. Went out and got uh, whales and salmon by, you know. Have we said hello to Jordan River? Really? Hey, Jordan. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? We said, hey, it's been just going on? peacefully Good sitting there the whole time. No, I'm, I'm just enjoying sitting back, enjoying the stories. Well, man. Yeah, enjoying Cheers life. Man. How you been? Doing all right, man. Welcome. Good. You, uh, you got a cool uh, fishy screensaver behind you. Yeah, I got a whole, you know, I got the Growcast Biodome here. That's you awesome. Know, I've been building this for quite some time and, you know, trying to take care of the fish. Is it like the kind of biodome that's survivable in like a nuclear accident or something? Are you going to have like weed forever? You know, I'm not certified, but yeah, I, I think so. Like based on my cool. own judgment, yeah, I think I could survive a nuclear blast. Nice. For sure. Nice. Yeah, there's only one way to find out, though. You know, we'll see how this whole Russia-Ukraine. We thing can goes. ask Brendan Fraser to come over and smoke with us. He <laughs> yeah, probably oh, know. 100. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Brendan Fraser? Paulie yeah, Shore? I figure like if, uh, he'd know from a couple different things. He was a he was a Stone Age uh, oh, Neanderthal that was frozen, and then he was also in that one uh, bunker with his parents for like 20 years. I can't remember Encino, what the movie was called. Man. Encino, Encino Man. Man was the reference. I love that reference. Nice. Thank you for bringing my brain back there. The little acid flashback of Encino <laughs> Man. <laughs> Dan the Dan the Dirt Man accused me of being Encino Man. Nice, nice. Yes. yes. Yeah, It's great. Has anybody here ever been to Encino? Hmm. Okay. Well, it's it's kind of a special place on so many levels, you know. Southern California, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a Right on the border of uh, San Fernando and what is that Oakland and not Oakland Oxnard County. Okay, cool. Something like that. It's inland. It's uh, yeah, it's money. It's 101, not (laughs) highway one, which is runs right along the ocean, but uh, US highway 101 Uh, that if you leave uh, San Fernando Valley then you have to go to Encino before you get to, like, what's the other side? Uh, Thousand Oaks. Uh, anyway, you get the idea. Yeah, I didn't spend too much time down there, but it, that if you drive north on that road, I was as I'm sure you know, 12 hours, you that's where I lived, was Eureka for quite some time. And I oh, loved, yeah, okay. I loved all up and down. The, Behind the, the uh, Redwood uh, Curtain, they call it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Actually yeah. next to Sequoia Park. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was just like, and I loved t- spending time down South. I just didn't get to do it quite as much because it's pretty damn far. Um, oh yeah. I did enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Love the one-on-one. We were just down in Humboldt, not just, but back in December, I, we took a road trip and uh, went down to Brookings 
and then we, we're going to go to Medford, so you have to dip down into Humboldt County. Not quite as far as Garberville, but right by the prison, the federal, what is that? Uh, the big prison there. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to remember the name. Oh, Pelican Bay. Yep, Pelican Bay. Pelican Bay. And then you t take a road, I think it's 199, that takes you up north and goes through Medford. Something like that. Yeah, I think that's right. But yeah, uh, I was I was kind of shocked. I haven't been in that part of the world in several years, but it seemed kind of depressed. That's what it seems like. Yeah, it was going. I'm down showing off the uh, the great. I don't know what would you call them landmarks of Encino. Yeah, they have a Gelson's grocery store. Gelson, yeah, Panera that's a big Bread. Deal. Uh, Streets of India Cafe. Very cultural. A pokey oh, bar. Walgreens. Give me a break. There's a couple of those. Charles Schwab. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a main drag there, though. Yeah, there's yeah. money. I mean, that's a, that's a Chiching area. That's oh yeah, yeah for sure. The actual houses they just remodeled it, but that's where the uh, that, oh yeah, Ventura Boulevard is fucking fancy. To be honest. You know, what's yeah. that silly show? The Brady Bunch. That was filmed in Encino, at a real <laughs> house. Nice. I mean, at a house that they used in the. Uh, in the series, does, it wasn't a set. Uh, does Bing Maps have Street View? Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I've never used it before. That place just... Uh, oh, it does. Look at there that. you go. Welcome to Encino. Yeah. Oop. I still like Oregon better. 1940s to the 1980s. Would any genre of young men have long hair from the 1940s to the 1980s? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing a filming, like a movie, or, well, Netflix filming, and they're paying extras. And I was like, that would kind of be cool, but you have to get a haircut to fit that, like, apparently style. So Smash, I gotta ask you a question. I didn't What's do the it. downside to using LEDs? I don't think there is one. Uh, okay. You save money, so you don't have as much. Uh, I don't even know. So you have too much money for other stuff, and then you develop a uh, tragic gambling problem because you had so much money that you went to the casino every day. <laughs> And uh, then you started to win at first, but then you started to lose. But then you wanted to catch up to that original, the 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 the, the, the adrenaline rush of the winning. And uh, then you ended up basically uh, in a road to ruin, all because you saved uh, a little bit of cash, right? Oh, right up, right up there with keyboard addiction. That's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. the most yeah. horrifying yeah. hypothetical Hi, story I've ever heard. The girl <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got you it. Know, people who don't environment. So like if your room's already kind of cold, then that's actually may not be your most optimal thing. So you can have um, more efficiency. I totally you might want agree. to have the uh, hotter. Yeah. Well, right now my room is only, uh, and I have it's uh, uh, AC infinity and you get the control panel thing that hangs on your wall. And it stays at 79 to 81 during the on time. So uh, heat, heat's not an issue, and uh, the house is uh, central heating and air. 
conditioning. So, um, what are you going to do when it gets hot here? You just don't grow. I mean, when it gets really like 106 or Dude, I think you're wrong. I think the uh, Brady Bunch house was not filmed in Encino. It was actually filmed in what Ventura or what is this? This is in what part of the town is this? Close to CBS to Center. I'm pretty sure that's that's not considered Encino. This is supposed to no. Encino's way the fuck over there. Unless Encino wants to colonize, I mean, maybe. Do they have a Napoleon? Oh, Sherman Oaks. That's what it was. Sherman Oaks. There we go. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. That's what it is. To me, it's all the valley. Like, who cares? You know. <laughs> I mean, really, what a waste. Plus, did you guys know that, uh, so for married with children, the address of the house actually changed? <laughs> um, like, uh, after season 11, God damn it, season did I have 4. I'll <laughs> bet. So it's the same house with different numbers. When he when he said, uh, "Who is the character?" Uh, Al Bundy. Al Bundy, yeah. <laughs> and he compared the women to dog turds. Finding the Brady Bunch house. He was comparing oh. women to dog turds, and he said that they were alike because the older they get, the easier they are to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fucking damn it, where is the goddamn Brady house? You wouldn't believe what they spent to redo that home to make it look like uh, 60 chic. This was about a year ago, and then they auctioned it off or sold it or did something with it. And the kids, the ones that played the different, you know, the kids, whatever, they had to get involved because, well, they needed the publicity. <clears throat> Can you imagine living in the Brady Bunch house? No. It'd be so weird. Oh. It's beyond weird. I, I like I the layout. I an actual yard. Right? That is for Southern Cal. That's classic. I mean, right there. That's that's That story right there is told all over. L.A., Orange, San Bernardino, Riverside, San Diego counties. It's really got a terrible, yeah, I know. That's stuff like the Brady's. If I'm gonna spend that much money on a house, I wanna get a goddamn yard. Mm. Oh, well, what's the backyard like? Now that we know where it's at, now you can right? do the... Yeah, can we... Oh, and you can actually go into GIS. You can actually- What are those, a million? Hmm. It's 11, 22. Although that might be creepy on a show. So wait, this whole like band of stoners came and like looked at our house on the RMLS. I don't even know. Is that normal? I would have to think that part of looking the at somebody in chat's house, like, and they're like, "Oh my god, how do they? What? <laughs> what? Uh, what's up with you, Jordan? What's new with your uh, with your stuff? We were just filming some some stuff for you before the show. Yeah, nothing, man. Just creeping on people in Encino, you know, doing my thing. Um, I do appreciate you coming on my show right Reason before this. But yeah, we didn't get around to the Brady house, you know. I, I do need to get to the bottom of this, you know. Like, is Brendan Fraser in that car on his way to Encino? Probably. Like, will, will we find out? You know what I mean? Um, I got to know what these I'm houses cost. I'm high as fuck on 420. Nice. Thank That's you for way. asking, Steve. Yeah, that is the <clears throat> that is the way, huh? So I think I, I, think I succeeded. 
I like how the view is better behind the house than in front of the house. Yep. Yep. That's a that's a fifties and sixties thing. Hmm. Bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Through a car window. One of those was very voyeuristic. Right. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me of like my best. <laughs> uh, I I promise you that house right there, that one right there. That's a million dollars all day oh, long. Probably. Yeah. Easy. Easy. More than that now. Yeah. Probably more like a million and a Sherman half. Oaks. Yeah. My best friend's house growing up looked exactly like that on the in old Jewish family, nicest family ever. Yeah. Still have the shack carpet in the bar in the basement. Sale price. Pretty much how sale price was. I think it was two point one million. Well, they you also had, if you're a true seventies, you had to have green shag carpet and beanbag chairs yeah yeah platform shoes with the goldfish in them yeah have you had any of the have you seen those love sack beanbag chairs now they have one that's like foam cubes they are awesome they have them in like full couch size and everything is great they're like adult beanbag chairs cool would you like to re-estimate that house <clears throat> Uh, I'm going to say yeah. two and a half million. Would you like to have a third guess? Jesus Go ahead. Christ. 4.439 million. Well, what about the neighbor? Is is there any Brady value in there? You know what I mean? It, you, you see what I'm saying? No, no. That house is... Does it come with Alice? has nothing to do with the Brady's. <laughs> it's that neighborhood. That house is actually twice as valuable as pretty much anything else there. See, th so half that know. is Brady bucks. So yeah. Oh, that was the Brady house? Oh, yeah. excuse me. I apologize. Half so he kind of nailed it. Then. Bucks. It's, yeah. it's basically half, uh, two point five. Yeah. I think he said so. In that part of yeah, that it. part of LA, yeah, absolutely. That's way too much money, man. Yeah. That's a lot of everything money. around it is like one point five though. Seriously, it's fucking nutty. One point yep. five, one point three, one point. Oh, and, and you don't even know what taxes are until you get LA County property yeah. taxes. Holy fuck! Oh yeah. What were they doing shooting that in the house? That's why in the middle I of the to go to GIS. If you can go to GIS, then the county GIS, you're able to look up all the information. I mean, back then it wasn't really that overly busy. Like, I no. heard people talk Actually, about the, the 70s and too. stuff in, in Los Angeles. You could drive across town in <clears> 20 <throat> minutes. You know what I mean? Like, the traffic for them was like, oh, five minutes of bumper to bumper, and then it goes away. You know, like now it's very, 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 very different. Eight. I think the Brady Bunch started like most most shows and like stuff started in like a house. They just rented a house out because they didn't want to build a whole set dedicated to it. Absolutely. Later on, as the shows progressed and seasons went on, they just moved it in house, and they're like, "All right, this is worth building a fucking whole studio set about." <laughs> you know, and the guy that uh, like invented that show, he was also responsible for Gilligan's Island. Can you imagine how much money that made him? Dollar. I really did love Gilligan's Island. I don't know why. It was just hilarious. What was his name? I keep picking the wrong page. Gilligan? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. I missed he, it. He caught a charge, eh, Jim? I, I can't remember his name, but he caught a charge. Fuck, the DEA intercepted a package on the way to his house, and the agent delivered it to him. He signed for it, and then they arrested him. Hmm. Gilligan, yeah. For what? Denver. Weed, weed. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Another reason why the Brady Bunch house was probably filmed is that Warner, uh, actually, I don't remember if it was Warner Brothers, but Warner Brothers is just down the street. Right. Literally like, and had been for years. Like, drive down I mean, the river decades. Be better, but yeah. uh, most of the studios are here in Burbank, or a lot of them anyway. And actually, CBS uh, Studio Center's over there. Yeah, Universal City is there. Who is it? Oh, yeah, the guy's name was, uh, is, or was, I, he might be passed away. Sherwood Schwartz hmm. was the guy behind uh, the Brady Bunch and uh, Gilligan's Island, <coughs> and they didn't they didn't get paid residuals in those days. No, yeah, their contracts never said anything about money after. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Mo. My story was about Bob Denver. Bob Denver was the one who uh, who uh, Got the that uh, ordered the package of marijuana and then oh, got yeah. delivered it by the DEA. You know who else got popped that it, before there was really the '60s thing. So this was like '61, '62, and he was really, really young. But uh, uh, Michael Landon, Little Joe from Bonanza. Oh, really? You know? Oh, yeah, and he was a cowboy hero to all the you know young <laughs> boys. And here he was. He got popped for uh, weed, and so walk it, the a guy, shame, walk a shame. <laughs> you know who really who, who played his cards right is the young man. I forget his name, yeah, but he played uh, Bud on uh, Father Knows Best, and so this was in the fifties, late fifties, and he was high school age. But he took all his money and just kept you know putting it in the bank. And he bought a small little cottage thing in Malibu. And so he's lived there for over 60 years. And I got to tell you, to have property that you can build on in Malibu, how much did you want for it, sir? (laughs) Oh, 5 million, that's all? You know, that kind of thing. There's so many movies filmed right here. It's ridiculous. Mm Yeah, I was looking at all this different stuff. I was like, fuck, I recognize that. I recognize that. I recognize yeah. that. If you turn around, it's like a it's it's a roundabout they built, and it's in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Well, just a few miles from there is the town at Chatsworth. And that's where like all the old westerns were shot back in the fifties. Um the Lone Ranger TV show and you know the the you know get up in the rocks and shoot at each other that those kind of that's what was all filmed right to what is modern day uh chatsworth so that whole area was movie sets because it was it was real uh rural you know back in the 20s and 30s you guys remember that from back to the future a bunch of other is that the uh Griffith Griffith park observatory, observatory? Yep, that's the one yeah Yep, Griffith Park Observatory. Well, he, oh, I told you about that guy, uh, German in Venice. He literally he met up with there's like a Hollywood store type thing where Hollywood celebrities come at like and get like signature. You can get their signatures done and stuff. And they had a Back to the Future reunion. Um, the only person <laughs> there was McFly. That's fun. Biff was there. Uh, shit the girlfriend and then i don't i can't even remember the actor's names right now I'm 
That uh, that observatory is also in GTA Five. <laughs> oh yeah, good call. I love that game. I'm the only one that plays it. Yeah, is that this uh, Griffith Park? Is that also the same D.W. Griffith, the Hollywood racist producer? Probably. I think so. <laughs> Just about everybody rich and famous was a fucking asshole. No, he did this really horrible Especially movie, like, Mr. Ed. like in 1909, 1910. And, uh, it, oh, it, The Birth of a Nation or whatever? Yes, that's the one. I don't think that's the same one. Okay. Uh, Mr. Ed was super racist. There was a whole thing about that. The horse that talked. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I heard that. <laughs> and a flipper too. Uh, so. Flipper. Griffith Park Observatory in Los like Angeles, California, <laughs> the south-facing slope of Mount Hollywood in Griffith Park commands a view of the Los Angeles Basin, including downtown. Blah 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 blah. It's named after its benefactor, Griffith J. Griffith, who was yep. a Welsh-born American yeah. industrialist and philanthropist. After amassing wow. a significant fortune from a mining syndicate in the 80s, 1880s, he donated 3,015 acres to the city of Los Angeles, which became Griffith Park, and he bequeathed the money to build the, Greeks, the Greek theater and Griffith, Griffith Observatory. Wow. His legacy was marred by his notorious shooting of his wife in 1903, a crime for which he served two years <laughs> in prison. <laughs> oh <laughs> I mean, fuck man Two years while vacationing in Santa Monica on September 3rd 1903 Griffith shot his wife in the presidential suite of the Arcadia Hotel as uh, she knelt on the floor before him the shot did not kill her but she was left disfigured and lost her right eye Jesus Griffith was charged with assault with a deadly weapon with intent to, intent to commit murder prosecution was led by Henry T. Gage, former governor of California. Jesus, H, they weren't playing around. Griffith was defended by attorney Earl Rogers, whose cross-examination of the veiled Miss Griffith revealed that her husband, generally thought to be a teetotaler, was in fact a secret drunk who was subject to paranoid delusions. Griffith was convicted of a lesser charge, assault with a deadly weapon. The judge sentenced him to two years in San Quentin State Prison, instructing that he be given medical aid for his condition of alcoholic insanity. In 1904, while he was in prison, Mrs. Griffith was granted a divorce on the grounds of cruelty, and she was awarded custody of their 16-year-old son, wow. Vandal. Jesus Christ, that son had to go through all that stuff. The court also stated that G.J. Griffith would pay for his son's education at Stanford. The decree was made in record time of four and a half minutes. Huh. Wow. Funny. They named a whole observer. You know... There's a certain level of irony that they named an observatory after the guy who shot his wife's eye out. Right? <laughs> fuck. Like, yeah, what no the kidding. fuck? This, guy, this guy's like, hey, Griffith, J. Griffith, what are you going to name your observatory? Griffith. This is all this guy was. The Griffithium. That... <laughs> the Greek theater, in terms of... Uh... I mean, all kinds of opera, jazz. I mean, all kinds of uh, albums have been cut there. That's a big deal. It's uh, the Greek theater is, I mean, I, I could think of at least a hundred acts that have done 
their farewells there. Or mm. That was like their biggest thing that they ever did in their career was to play the Greek. So mm. my wife worked there when she was in high school as a usher kind of thing. Mm. So she got to see like Neil Diamond and That's some cool. other acts. Brian made a movie about him, Get Under the Greek. Yeah. I didn't realize that was part of the group. I don't know LA that well, but I just knew you know it wasn't in Orange County. So, hmm. but when you're in school and, and growing up, you have to go out to Griffith Park to the observatory and do the space, you know, the stars, and that's what you know they do in observatory. They got these. I don't know what machine it is, but it sends light everywhere, or the right you know pinpoint on the ceiling i didn't get it either but hmm. i laser like light shows what's that like the laser shows they would like show you where all the stars are and stuff we yeah i mean it sim it uh, simulates the uh sky where uh, your position or whatever yeah it's really then, yeah you know who's like that with uh, naming everything after them uh, is the aquarium guy, uh, Herbert Axelrod. There's more Axelrod species than like any other oh. thing on the planet. He had, dude has like 200 species that, with his last name on it. It's like, dude, a couple cool. is pretty cool. When you name everything after yourself, like, come on, man. Come on. Well, that's like uh, minerals compounds in the late uh, 19th century if you discovered it then they took your last name and added ITE on it so like Leonardite was Dr. Leonard from University of South Dakota or something like that oh, wow. um, but that's where uh, Langbeanite Dr. Langbean the uh, famous geologist German discovered the first deposit uh, in his part of the world it's all over now but i mean so yeah that's why you see a lot of ite on uh farm supplements or you know newts whatever you want to call them stuff that comes in round paper bags not pretty boxes of course you can take your finger paints you know and you could see a stoner there with his finger paints putting a, a, a mural on his bag of uh, sheep dung or something. Sheep dung. America's, I was trying to say something funny. Sheep dung, America's been, no, that doesn't work. Never mind. An attempt at <laughs> Coots Nukes, it's better than the other stuff. Better. better than the other shit. Well, I have to laugh because that uh, video that uh, Jeremy did about how to mix up uh, soil, it broke 44,000 today. And I just. Uh, which video? Boggles my mind. It was 21 uh, which days video ago. Was that? Uh, 21 days ago. That's cool. Yeah. Right on. Well done. I had a cool live stream today, too. Hmm. 
What's that? We had a cool live stream today, a little Q and A. Oh, I know. I I uh, I caught the beginning of it. Oh, I gave a couple smart ass answers. Uh, <laughs> just to not you. you. <laughs> just just to ring his bell, you know. Uh, Such a nice guy. Just a genuine guy, he seems. That's all, you know, through the videos. He's a. Uh, He's really got a handle on uh, the marketing the end of things, you know. I mean, because I was listening to him answering questions, and I was like comparing how I would answer it, and he's a lot more tact. <laughs> uh, like, I don't want to get into what the person asked, but I was sitting there right. thinking, "Jesus Christ, you you would do that in public, you know, kind of thing," <laughs> and. Um, and then he gave this really like, uh, thank you very much. I think I learned something, you know, from helping you. A tactful answer. Yeah. And I'm thinking. Yeah. Diplomatic. I tell him, uh, hey, was that high school you graduated from? Was it accredited by the state or at least the county? You know, that kind of thing. So. Uh... <laughs> you you go for more of the, the Arlie Ermy. School of uh, Education, don't you? Yeah, but see, I'm not you trying to sell anything. Piece of shit. That's what my uh, things come from Texas. Critics, they don't get it. I'm not in your business. People should buy whatever the fuck they want. But you know, man up, put on your big boy pants. If you can sell it, you got to be able to defend it. You know. I mean, there's a guy. There's a, a person on YouTube. It has why I don't mix my own soil. And in the old days, I would have, you know, and now it's like, hey, fuck, you know, but, you know, you got three people in uh, Alabama that watch your channel, you know, so uh, you've had it up for a year and a half and you got 30 views. I mean, there you go. I don't think you're going to be able to monetize that. What? 30 views in two years. Probably not. No. No. Be a tenth of a penny. I didn't know if it would be that. What's hard then? YouTube's one of the harder platforms to actually build the like actual like following on. Some some stations get pushed, some don't. It's pretty it's a pain in the ass that's right yeah and instagram's the same way with these like back-end trust scores so mm -hmm. the algorithm like prefers you or it doesn't for a lot of different reason and a lot of the yeah. youtube titans got started early um whereas i that's why i like the podcast platform and rss feeds because nothing there's no barrier you know not yet anyways the, the weirdest thing is Spotify deleting some episodes of someone's podcast. That's kind of the first examples of RSS be, feeds being tampered by, <coughs> tampered with by a major platform. But that's why I was always a big fan of the audio format. And I just pump out mine to YouTube and the algorithm hates that. Like if you just plop audio or there's a lot of things you can do to piss off the algorithm. The algorithm likes lives. I know Fumi does a ton of lives. That's cool. Everybody likes a good live stream. Um, but yeah, it, it won't, it won't save you necessarily. I don't know. There's don't know. one. Uh, I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call him this. 
necessarily an Apple product reviewer, but that's a big part of it. But he does electric cars. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of little tech guys that do and all. He will. Shit. If he puts up a video, say at ten in the morning, before noon, he'll already have seventy-eight to eighty-five thousand views, and with a, a shitload of comments, you know, enter uh, and and he's on Twitter, and he's been doing this since he was fourteen, and he's uh, like twenty-eight now, and he's dialed in. I mean what's his name the founder of tesla had him down at the plant and they went on a in a what do you call it production car or excuse me pre-production uh mock-up car uh so i mean he gets invited uh obama did an interview with him um uh, oh, yeah that's him yeah marcus or marquise i guess is how you pronounce it I just can't imagine having that much. Uh, hmm. And I don't think popularity is the right word. Uh, audience. Because obviously, people Guys, I think 15, 15 or 16 million subscribers. It's nutty. Yeah. And he's also on Nebula. You got a, uh, you got a Nebula. Your name brings in a lot of views, just in general. I tell you this all the time. Like, That's weird. Yeah, ask Steve. Steve, what's one of the most searched things on your part uh, on YouTube? Yeah, I think you're you're third. So I search for potent products is first, then Kevin Jodry, then you. As far as I got a question about LED. Yeah. Um. So this uh, unit. You said you. I swear to God, man, it's ten times what I paid for my first car, but uh. Can it do something really spectacular if you have really solid genetics? Oh, yeah. yeah, why not? You get better light too? penetration with LEDs. Okay. So you get better light through three or four layers of leaves compared to HIDs uh, for one. But two, you also, a lot of them are, are just a much broader spectrum than a lot of the, the older HIDs. Hmm. Uh, it just depends on what light it is that you got. Hmm. You'll end up growing like better penetration. Though. You'll uh, that's what she said. Uh you'll end up wanting to grow a flatter canopy because those HIDs they basically mm -hmm. have so much kind of I don't know, well, I guess just know, the qual quantity of light basically that it penetrated in Christmas tree shapes and people wouldn't, you know, traditionally they just would not even train them basically and they'd still get some decent yield. Uh with the LEDs you're definitely going to have to even them out so that the 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 diodes actually really touch them basically. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. But LEDs are amazing. Huh? LEDs are amazing. They're great. I don't think I'll ever probably buy, like, as much as I like CMHs and stuff, I don't think I'll probably ever buy another one. Like, uh, uh, I have to buy a couple bulbs now, and I'm just like, fuck, do I really want to buy those bulbs? I'm even thinking, like, oh, maybe You're I should You're talking just... about the 315s? 315s or 615s, too, or 630s, oh, right. I guess. Okay. Uh, uh, for example, uh, the, when you get, like, a nice broad hood, the, the, six, the 630 CMHs produce mm -hmm. wonderful, wonderful yields and wonderful quality and everything else. But we were talking to uh, Brendan just the other day about it, and he was like, yeah, I mean, LEDs these days, basically, if you adjust the heat, like, we know that it's... I've been saying this for a while, that I don't think it's UV or anything else. I thought it was just the heat, like, the way the heat was... Uh, um, 
how do I say this? People weren't getting the right yields with LEDs because they were underheating their grow. And mm -hmm. once people started to heat up their grows, the yield started to basically mm. increase because they were missing all that IR essentially from their old lights. So they were trying to grow the same, but they weren't growing the same. They didn't realize. But how do I say this? Now that we've had 10 years of figuring that shit out, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like some of the other stuff in growing. You don't hear a lot of, I mean, you still hear some people making stupid uh, decisions and asking stupid questions and stuff. But I mean, most of the time, like a lot of the stuff has been settled. Like we hardly ever hear about flushing anymore. We hardly hear about a lot of different stuff, you know? God so. damn it. Yeah, no, now we get thing, now we know, have the, time. really important shit like uh, microbial collapse, uh, avocado tech. I think Coot. I have uh, to be honest. I think we beat that guy. Like I think that like uh, I don't even know. I, I won't. I won't swear to it, but I feel like that that horse is done beaten. Yeah, he he like has been kicked off of pretty much everywhere. So yeah, never mind. No, for congratulations. Real. I think congratulations. <laughs> a round of applause. <laughs> right, we did it. <laughs> I like hey. to see we can troll down somebody when we need to. Right. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I hate to split, guys, but speaking of kicked off, I do have to go. I hope you guys have a great rest of your 420. Well, fuck it. I'll kick you off. Shit. Say something yeah, mean. Say me. something uh, rude. Yeah, we're uh, going to boot you out of here. We're going to ban just start him. Saying, we're gonna, you that's are what we need. We need some fan, inner show beef. That's what we need. We need some inner oh, show man, drama. That's how that is. That's it. He's, yeah. Oh, yes. Fumador, right I met him in person. And yeah, you know man. what he did to me? He fucking, he oh, actually was like a really nice guy. So he yeah, was I was going to say Jordan was pretty uh, nice too. Well, we got to have I'll some you what, beef so we can we meet the you and me. I'll, <laughs> I don't take kindly to something or other. Yeah, man. So, that's it. All right. Thanks uh, for the beef, guys. Yeah. Here's Jordan. Where's the beef? Cheers, Jordan. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Later. Happy 420. Take care. Uh, hop on, folks. Join us. Uh, come uh, BS with us. Tell us about your gardens. Just in time. Look at that. As one leaves, one comes onto the show. Captain 420, speak of the devil. Yeah, hey, man. Somebody had to show up devil, to drink but, with uh, me. Well, apparently I'm calling you a devil now, Captain 420. So welcome, my friend. Are you going to like dun, dun, dun? Oh, he's even lit no, like, with all shadows and shit. There we go. Maybe that's why. I'm just going to chill back. It's, uh, you know, I rang in 420 West Coast and uh, got to ring it out. Nice, dude. <laughs> right on, man. Humidor, you've got to get. I know you're part of the Apple ecosystem. I got to hate that phrase. You have to get a watch. That is the coolest. Friends have them, yeah. Like, it's a coolest toy that I mean. It's like so. Uh, is it Steve Cannon into the twenty first yeah. you know. I mean, you could do your mail, your uh, phone rings. You just yes. I mean, it's kind of cool. Fun. I don't know. Do you have to talk into your watch. Humidor, I've never seen the chat without a blue wrench on the fucking screen. Okay, alcoholic just ruined it. But like, we got to do something about that. Get your nighting thing oh, you have a tiny, night. You have a tiny YouTube chat. I have a larger YouTube chat. But you're right. We have a shockingly small amount of views uh, at the moment. Oh, man. You need one I... of these. Of course, you need an Apple computer or at least an iPad. Look, I'm a baller or a phone. A budget, no, you man. need a phone. How many mouths I got to feed? <laughs> Coot, I'd love to try your bread, your dough, any, any, any kind. I heard it's absolutely the most magnificent thing on this planet. Easy. Ask uh, 
Wes, I'll tell you, bread making is a, uh, it's all about patience. Can't you rush make it. it you, know? you gotta make it at the source. I mean, you, you want good bread, you gotta make it. That's the only way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want a good tomato, you gotta grow it. I don't know. How are those, how are those, um, you know, those, um, kneading and, you know, bread machines that you can buy is, uh, you know, how much they, they range and how much, you know, like what's the best. Well, one the good and, ones are Zojirushi, um, will set you back at least one well, today's probably about two fifty. but see, that isn't necessary. If you'll just look up, uh, no need no and then k-n-e-a-d recipe it was started by uh, a writer for the new york times he interviewed uh, jim lay at uh, sullivan street bakery and he'll show you how to make the finest bread you'll ever eat in your home without any equipment uh that it isn't already there and you don't you don't sit there and beat the dough up and have to do all this crazy shit. Uh, you let microbes. I know it sounds bizarre, but uh, you let microbes do the work. And What's it called you again? It. Okay, no, no need. And okay. then hyphen and then K N E A D. No need bread. And oh yeah, no need. Good. Right, and the right. and the uh, baker is named Jim. Okay. And then his last name is spelled L-A-H-E-Y, Leahy. Okay. And I mean, the internet is, I'm not exaggerating, you'll find thousands and thousands of recipes. And, but you don't need to spend 250 bucks to bake bread. I mean, that's, it's okay. It's, yeah, it's all right. I mean, I have bread pans. That's about as, you know, the depth there you of go. My, that's all you my, need. my knowledge, my knowledge. Of no, that's all you need. I think I tried 30 years ago. I, I don't even I, I did replace uh, mine with some cast iron uh, bread pans nice. for two reasons. Seasoning? You get a good get crust seasoned, right? all the way around. Right. And you can't screw them up. You know, it's not like something that's got a coating on it or... Um, and they're not that expensive. So I'm a big uh, advocate of, of uh, cast iron anyway. You get even heating. There's just a whole lot of pluses in for a very low price. Yeah, I've had to... a skillet for same skillet for 25 years and it's seasoned beautifully. Right. No, try that. Just give a, a no need recipe a shot and you'll be blown away by what you can do in your home. I will. I mean, the process to begin with isn't that long. I mean, I'm thinking time wise. I mean, just to prepare. What are the steps exactly, if you don't mind me okay. asking? Okay, I, mean, so I, I don't want to sound ignorant, but I am. No, no, no. You just, okay, so the recipe is basically, uh, I can give it to you. I mean, yeah, man, it's a 70% seventy percent uh, hydration. So 500 grams of uh, flour, 350 grams of uh, water. 350? Quarter, yeah, and a quarter teaspoon, no more of yeast. And let me do my math. 15 milligrams of what's that? Like three teaspoons? Wait, what are you trying? 15 mils? Uh, yeah, 15 five, milligrams. Five. Isn't that uh, like three teaspoons? I think anyway, it might be, 15 yeah. grams of salt. Tablespoon's 30, right? It's basically an ounce. 
Yeah, so three teaspoons is half of an uh, ounce. So, yeah, that's right. So, and, and level it off. Don't, you know, have mountains. Right, right. Okay, and that's Piece it. That's the whole recipe. I demand well, the yeah. 15. Hold on, I missed the 15 mils of the last, the last ingredient. Salt. Salt, sorry. Yep, that's kind of what yep. I thought. A hundred grams. Huh? And I'll follow the recipe from that chimney. Yesterday, instead of measuring it, you'll weigh it. Yes, absolutely. On the salt, I mean, some people don't have an accurate, you know, scale that goes down that low, or it's too confusing or something. So that one, you just right. yeah. Do a Good, am I right when I say all baking is basically science? Am I right? Yeah, right. Chemistry. Chemistry. Right. Yeah. And so you mix that together and then you. Uh, <clears throat> there's a brand <clears throat> at a restaurant supply house. There's a brand name of a plastic container that they use in the restaurant industry. And it's a Cambro, C-A-M-B-R-O. And that's the name of the manufacturer. What's nice about them is they have stripes on the side, which tell you, so if you want your dough to double, you know where you're at here. So there's uh, markers on the side of the vessel. And so when it gets up to there, you know that it's doubled in size. Rhythm, and so right? that's one. worth it. Those got to run you about, I don't know. Get the one that's like a gallon and a half or, you know, something like that. Yeah, it was called it's going to run you about right? with a lid and everything, probably about 10 bucks. Cambro? Cambro. Yeah, oh, that, that's the name of the manufacturer. Okay. I just call and ask ahead. If not, I know you can buy them online at Amazon. Did okay. I tell you how much I like Amazon? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Please don't hold back. Yeah. But anyway, you know, Cambro is the the rest standard industry, uh, restaurant uh, container because, right, not for a lot of things because you know you've got okay here's a quart here's a half gallon here's a gallon you know that kind of thing. Right. I mean, I made that's, pizza dough when I was a kid when you know working at. The oh, local. okay, you know what you're doing with, with the with the Greeks. Yeah, that's yeah. forty something, fifty years ago. <laughs> yeah, just about fifty years ago. Put that way. Yeah, just let the microbes do it. Yeah, that's what you always say whenever you talk about it. Yeah. yeah. We turned uh, Wes here into a pizziola. That's Italian for a, a pizza, a professional pizza maker. You did. You did. You uh, Wes ended my threw down the, uh, the semi-double uh, with the, the pizza, pizza, pizza steel, not a pizza stone. A lot of people say the pizza stone is the freaking, the peak uh, pizza-ness, you know, other than... Uh, I like say not with the... Not with the conventional oven because the uh, conventional oven it reaches a higher temperature, so it works better with your uh, conventional oven. So I can actually achieve more of a crust. See, Jim has this beautiful egg thing that cooks his mm. fucking pizza absolutely perfect to like six hundred degrees. I don't have that luxury. I, I can push five fifty with my convection mm. oven. You know, you can do great pizza at five fifty. You can. You can. You can. And and having a stone is the uh, <clears throat> if the uh, pizza dough if the dough and when you slide it in if you put it on the uh, something made of clay unglazed so it breathes 
So you're going to get uh, a good exchange of heat, even heat. Uh, some people even cook pizzas in uh, cast iron skillets mm. on top of the stove. So, you know. That'd work. That'd yeah. Work pretty good. But, in fact, you if you have the right stove, you can though, do one in a Dutch oven. Too. You can get those pretty ripping hot, too. Sure. You can do one in a Dutch oven, hey? Oh. Yeah, at the pizza place, we used to have to watch at 900 pizza ovens. Hmm. And they got up to like 900 degrees before they. Yeah. 950, 950 or something, you know, but it, it was just a, you know, it just looked like a, um, a flat grill. You know what I mean? Just open the door, slide the pans in because it was Greek pizza. I've done the conveyor belt ones that had the oven in the middle and the conveyor belt went through and then I just done the big ass ovens for pizza. I like the ovens. I mean, I've always wanted to learn. I've never cooked in a brick oven though. That's something I want to do. I am constantly getting pizzas that are not done from those conveyor belts. Yeah. It takes it twice. To have it like crispy. Production, a lot of places, yeah, a good pizza pieces, place yeah. actually, a good pizza is usually well done. This is something people don't realize. And so mm-hmm. actually, like if you go to a pizza place, a lot of times you can actually ask them, like, hey, can I get the pizza well done? Yeah. And there's a lot, uh, Portland's really a foodie town. Mm-hmm. And so there are some really exceptional pizza, yeah, pizza places. Really, good. real inspiration if you're trying to learn. Hmm. Um, hey, pizza's yeah. international, man. Shit. I got a friend of mine who owns a restaurant down right on Salem Street, Richie, and uh, it's been there for 80 years. But he he put in one of those, I think it was about 20 years ago, put in one of those conveyor belts or 15 years ago. Yeah. Conveyor belts. And if you get anything with chicken on it or sausage, forget it. Don't, don't. It's not done. <laughs> no. It's not done. I like my done a little bit extra anyway. I like it a little crispy and. Good Italian dough, obviously. Too. Most people, uh, so if they're good with those conveyor belts, what they do is they'll see it come out and they push it halfway back in. Mm-hmm. And they let it come back out with the conveyor. And that's oh. how you get the nice crust on it. Oh, and Char- Virginia's too, you know, Virginia's, but they, they have the brick oven, but they they always put I too much cornmeal in them, man. Slide it in and out. Hmm. Sure. It. I like Sabaros. Charlie, oh, you're in no, the best no, part of the country because there is, uh, there, they've been around since 1792. Uh, King Arthur Flower. Mm. Yeah, right. Yep. And so you'll, you should be able to get any of their uh, brands or, you know, their Teddy peanut styles. butter, too. We have Teddy peanut butter. We, have, we used to have the Charleston Chew, the original factory right there on the edge of Medford and, and Everett. Mm. And then we had, um, and we also have, um, Fluff, fluffinata. Hmm. That's in that's in Massachusetts. Well. If you'll get their uh, the King Arthur flour bread flour, which means it has that's more Vermont, gluten. right? Excuse yeah, me. Vermont. Yeah, and Vermont. when the family uh, the latest generation of heirs didn't want to mess with it anymore, they sold the company to their employees, so now it's hmm. employee owned. And uh, yeah, they've been around for what two hundred and. 30 years so wow. yeah i remember you saying that before yeah that's get the their bre- get right? their bread flour yeah that's which, the one uh, you use personally right yeah yeah it's an excellent flour i grind a lot of wheat but uh you know you he can't was go saying you do testing you do testing for some people huh yeah so Coot, always, well, Coot doesn't so. always say this but Coot sometimes says this basically uh 
uh, oh, fuck, how did I say it? Um, I'm butchering it. Coot will probably say this better as soon as I say this. But basically he says, like, as much of an expert as we think he is at soil science and grow stuff and whatever, he actually is that for bread. Mm-hmm. So he just kind of pretends with weed, but he is that expert with, like, bread stuff. Coot, you said it in a much more eloquent, 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 I can't even speak now, <laughs> eloquent way. Yeah, yeah. I, my library alone on bread books from different uh, bread countries like France and Germany, you know, your rye breads. And uh, yeah, I just, you know, it, it's... I uh, love rye. Rye is one of my mm. favorite. Well, what was interesting... <clears throat> now, pumpernickel and rye, are they completely different? Well, they're no. the same. Uh, pumpernickel is... Uh, a whole lot of uh, very powerful uh, flavor agents like molasses, right? And uh, not a criticism that, but it's a sure. style that uses. See, the problem with uh, what makes wheat flour so popular is because it has a lot of gluten, which is protein, and it traps that that CO two from the uh, yeast. Cells right. that create that's, that's the and, waste from the yeast, is that correct? Yes. And so, that uh, protein wraps around that bubble, and that's what causes the holes when you slice the bread after it's cooked. And all those holes that you see, and a baker refers to that as the crumb. I don't know why they call it the crust and the crumb, but anyway, what they're talking about is the inside. And the more water that you have in your f- formula the larger the hole. So like a focaccia has not much poof, but it has a lot of big holes. And same with a, a good pizza holes. dough. Yeah. Okay. So that comes from also, well, there's a couple of things, but anyway, you get the idea. Yeah. So, uh, rye has very little, it's very little protein. And so if you're going to do a straight rye bread, have you ever had German, uh, like it comes in packages about this big, about say four inches square, and it looks like it's just pieces of grain that have been pressed into a mold? No, I haven't. No. Oh, okay. No, I wish. Let's see, we call I it. used to sell it at Trader Joe's. Uh, yeah. Not anymore. Yeah, no, it's a weird bread. I'll keep it's an actually eye out good it. when you but spread it, some it, butter it, on it. If but... you want something poofy, then you would do like say 15 to 20 percent of your flour make that rye and then make the rest like a, a wheat uh flour you know like the bread uh so in the world of flowers in the United states at least it's yeah, not we have true. one artisanal place where you can get you know some of the ground wheat that they use it's called one pig's fly it's a very small but you yeah the not trick but the uh thing you want to do with uh, whole grains is you do a, a you take some part of the recipe is going to be water and so you want to soak your grains over and it's called a, a pre-soak and the reason that that happens you want to do that is that the water activates the enzymes and the grain the enzymes will be promoted so that it becomes part of the flavor profile of your dough and so you can get more flavor out of your raw grains and then that uh, limits the amount of sugar, a sweetener. Yeah, there you go, like that kind of bread. 
yeah, yeah. yeah see what i mean those oh are... i have seen that i have seen right. stuff like yes i have yeah. i didn't know what it was though no i right. haven't i don't think they were I, I was close enough to see the label or something i don't know so those are those are hardcore uh but you know uh, uh, those big rye bread jewish rye yeah there's no yeah. way that they have any more than 15 maybe 18 percent rye flour sure uh and then the rest is uh the wheat flour yeah i love i love bread man i love the smell of it when it's oh god yeah yeah i mean how yeah, it no just shit. makes you drool I think I always think it's an involuntary reflex, you know, I think well, it's, it's part of our, our yeah. instinct. Yeah, absolutely. Back to, back to yeah, just probably you're a monster if you don't like the smell of fresh one bread. Of the ba- it's one of the big, ba- I think it's one of the ba- uh, basal instincts that we have. That yes. really goes to our. Yeah, we're kind of lucky to like, if you've ever been to the North End early in the morning when they're waking up for this, like, yeah. all you can smell is like the ovens. All you can smell is bread throughout the North Island. Okay. So nice. And you walk by a like one of the trees. We also smell a lot of the garbage from the restaurant in Mexico on a Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, you get up in the morning and uh, finish off what thing. you've been working on for a day or day and a half or whatever, and you pop it in the oven. So. You let you gotta let it cool. It never cut bread hot, or it just turns into a gooey mess. It's not done cooking, even though it's done baking. You gotta let it, you know, put it on a rack. But when you make it that fresh with uh, like country style butter, which means less water, lower water, grass fed uh, butter, you get that at Costco, that kind of stuff. More butter fat. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yep. Yep, and uh, but it's a beautiful thing, man. <laughs> yes, and with a nice yeah. cup of coffee, man. That's a, oh. that's a great way to start the day. Yeah. Why does Kerry Gold taste so much better? Because uh, 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 grass fed, yeah, grass fed. Oh, uh, pasture grass, probably like a Timothy grass, um, okay. orchard grass sometimes. I'm not sure what the difference. I'm not a livestock person. We were just talking about this the other day. Was it uh, Smash? Was it you or was it somebody else that was saying that you assumed that uh, corn-fed was better? And I was like, no, 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 no. Actually, grass-fed is better. Somebody in the show was like, oh, I actually thought that, uh, and they would because in America they tell you that fucking corn is better. Right? But that's the thing. In America, they tell you because we got so much fucking corn and even the federal government basically subsidizes corn. So basically, they tell us that corn and everything is wonderful. Like feeding corn to everybody Mm -hmm. is wonderful. Not necessarily. I was arguing that, like, it's hard to find. Like, grass-fed diet is, like, the the, the definition isn't, like, it's not defined all the way. Like, it says 95%. what would be more interesting would be if they fed the, the animals corn because it's cheap and things during the young and then finished them out on grass. Let them uh, let them purge the system on actual grass versus where you get a little bit of both systems. You get you you get the you get the feed, you get the animal quick, but then you get the you get the holistic of, of it actually grazing and the, the, the healthy lifestyle of that in the, the last I would do that for the last quarter and have have something like that. I have a a system, something like that. 
I mean, we are looking towards feeding more people in the future here, I assume. But what's a farm salt lake for? Salt lake? Animals love salt. Animals love licking salt. As well as there's, there's like those are micronutrients that the animals need. That's why they lick it. Like uh, out in mm. nature, you'll have uh, like a lot of times you'll you'll have like a, a spring, but it won't be a real spring. It'll just be like a, a like a, a clay area, and it'll be covered in animal tracks. And like calcium and salts will come out of there naturally, out of the ground mm. there, rise up, and the animals will come there and lick that because that's the only way they get that uh, they get that in their diet. Mm. So like areas like that are important to be protected and stuff just because the animals need them. They can't exist without those areas. Like go grab them. Pigs will eat them up in a night. Their pigs will go crazy on them. Has anybody gone and bought any poultry in the last few days? Yeah, actually. Fuck. All the prices are going nuts. 550 a pound. Is it at Costco for uh, boneless, uh, skinless uh, thigh meat, not breast thigh Jesus meat, five fifty a pound. Is that organic or just regular? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, yes, okay. organic. Yeah, under their label too. There. That's still a ton. It used to be. I like boneless too. I don't know. I don't like cutting the bone. What's that smash? I like boneless chicken if it's could be prepared. I'd rather have it boneless already prepared. I don't like cutting the bone out. Some people like to cook it. Coop probably likes to cook it because the bone has so much flavor. They like to cook with the bone in. Like and the roast always tastes cooking. so much better. Yeah, always. Want them our, oh, good marble. Our bulldog. Good uh, cocoa with a little duck. My wife uh, takes a breast, excuse me, uh, a thigh with the bone in and with a pair of uh, poultry shears, cuts it into big pieces. So with kibble and kelp meal hmm. and then uh, turmeric, and that's what she has for dinner. Nice. But the bone's good because it keeps their uh, digestive tract clean, hmm. um, roughage, if you will, for, you know, they're carnivores. Um, unfortunately, people try to humanize their pets. You know, well, Fufu doesn't like that. You know, Fufu. <laughs> Right, okay. Fufu likes the squeaking sound of her toys because the yeah. squeaking sound of those toys reminds them of the murder of the small creatures that they instinctually enjoy doing. Yeah. That's yeah. the reality of it. Your yeah. fucking delightful black lab yeah. that's squeaking on that fucking toy is basically yeah. dreaming of murder. So, I yeah. mean, like, it's still a wonderful dog and everything, but, I mean, like, don't fucking sugarcoat yeah, it. Yeah, animals are not humans. They're not little, like... No, we're, we're animals. No, that's the, the false distinction. We're yeah. animals, too. We're fucking, right. fucking animals, yeah. too. But the difference is that, like, Fufu or Fido or whoever, you know, he can totally be, like, a couch potato, but also, like, he's got the call of the wild in him, too. Like, he's going to fucking go and rip some meat off of a, you know, a, a running animal. That's the thing. They, they love to chase squirrels because they would love to kill them and eat them and freaking, you know, make them, like, basically food. We like to pretend that our animals are just all level, you know, lovey-dovey yeah, and yeah. cuddly. Like cats. Cats are notoriously one of the worst killers of wildlife in the in the country. Especially birds, songbirds. Oh, especially birds, yeah. yeah uh, they uh, kill a lot of endangered birds, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So they say actually one of the best things you can do environmentally, if you're basically someone who likes, you know, animals and wildlife and whatever, is to keep your cat indoors. 
because those cats basically they're not yeah. uh, native to North America, so they're basically like a, they're essentially like a, in the basis. They're one of the best hunters in the animal. Kingdom. And they're one of the best hunters. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Back in the nineties, I had a blue point Siamese. We call her Yoko because you know they're very vocal. So every time she meows, <laughs> she sounded like Yoko Ono when Yoko Ono sings. <laughs> so we named her Yoko, and uh, we had her declawed in the front. Not only, you know, and she was an indoor cat. We didn't want her to get 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 eaten eat, eat either. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. we had a lot of leather furniture. My my girlfriend got her declawed. I, I really wasn't into that, but it was the nineties. It's just kind of what you did, you know. There's something about. Just seeing in the front somebody, though, not in the an back. old man sitting there petting a cat in their lap. I know it's a little sketchy. <laughs> Doctor <Yeah>. Evilish. <laughs> I think we just got a dog today. I think a a, a couple that we know, a family we know, um, just found it's a, not a bulldog, a, is it? No, no, an abandoned oh, okay. Chihuahua, about three to five. Oh. The vet says the vet says about three to five years old. And um, wow. I'm not a Chihuahua guy, but I'll take it for my daughter. I don't care. Three and all the shots up to date and all that. Yeah. Just making sure that it's spayed. I mean, but I don't see very many. I think it was an abandoned, so I'm hoping it's spayed. But, um, you know, it's not a Chihuahua. You don't see wild around here. And many, many wild dogs. You see a lot of alley cats, but you don't really see abandoned dogs around here. So, mm. you know. So, yeah. Stray dogs. So it's supposed to get on Saturday, so. Oh, hey, yeah. we do, but they get captured pretty quick. Say that again? We are, our stray dogs, our animal control, like, if there's a dog out, they, they're they on top of it. Like, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, my dog broke loose for like an hour or so in my neighborhood. I just have to go to animal control to get them. Yeah, we had that happen with our dog growing up. Um, Back in the 70s. Well, 20 facts for tonight. I think the world's oldest dog right now is a koala, according to Guinness Book of Records. Wow, no kidding. It's usually like an Aussie or a Border Collie or some, you know, cattle dog. It's crazy how it's almost always a, a an Australian working dog of some kind. Yeah, I think it's a chihuahua. There's the, there's the pooch right there. <laughs> That dog lives a tortured life, doesn't it, Coot? <laughs> fucking dog. <laughs> eats chicken every fucking day. He sleeps on yeah, the couch. Dog eats better than most humans on this right? planet. Jesus Christ, man. Dude, Coot, Coot I know this one dog. <laughs> I know this dog, Coot, that has uh, house sitters when the people okay. are gone. Then during the day, even including the house sitter, the dog has a more active social life than most people I yeah. know. Uh, let's see here. First, there's an actual, like a dog school bus that takes the dog to doggy daycare. And then there's also, let me think there's, oh fuck, I'm forgetting one key element. Basically the dog has like nonstop social entertainment pretty much throughout the week. And I was just thinking to myself, like, that's wonderful. Like this dog is happy, but I was like, how deeply sad. Like there are so many people in this country, in this country that don't have that experience that this dog is like meeting his dog friends and. Oh, dude, the amount of money that shit. Americans spend on their pets. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, it was like one on one coaching. It was like after dog I, school, I, it's like one on one coaching. <laughs> I, I think a lot of that should have select the right breed for your lifestyle for sure. Like, I mean, don't get a fucking black lab if you're not going to be willing to take it for the walks every day, you know? Like, like hey, it was ra- it was pouring rain today 
and I did my I did my four and a half miles with my dogs. It was pouring. That just don't have that time, or there's like there's people that do office things, or you know the workaholics and. Get the dog for your lifestyle. Get the dog for your lifestyle. Yeah, that's why I got a lazy fuck. <laughs> Here's a little insight. Most people like yeah. their pets more than they like you. <laughs> Most people like their pets more than they like other people. I would say that's true. Yeah. Yes, that's true. true. Oh, yeah. I think that's one of the have reasons why people the have their pets. Pig Chewbacca I got? No. I like it. <laughs> You're not a financial investment like a child. Oh, yeah? <laughs> no, uh. Yeah, dogs and cats can be plenty expensive. Um, oh, shit. Well, yeah, you just shots and basic routine. Cheers, folks. Happy 420. Oh, shit. Nice catch, Hell yeah. And by the way, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, let's do a little quick uh, nighting. Ladies and gentlemen, while I whip out my perfect, rise such sound. Uh, let's see here. Well, first we have to tell everybody who. Oh, we, we could oh, actually add a couple holy, people the here. Holy let's grail. see here. We could totally <laughs> add. Oh fuck! I don't remember. What does that mean? Thanks to the round table. That's it. We're gonna knight a couple people. Yeah. Uh, I think we could yes. totally add. Uh, let's see. Hate yeah, on, on the list. Sure. Uh, I think hates on is on the list. Fuck, but I'm missing a couple people here. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. What does hate on skills mean? Hate on skills? This is a question for you. Oh, to be knighted? Coot, you don't have to overthink it too much. It doesn't really mean much. I have to be honest. Like, between the two of us, like, it doesn't really mean all that much. No, Jim, it is a a lifetime achievement for some people. (laughs) (laughs) They join the Knights of the Chronic Table, Coot. It changed my life when I was knighted. Exactly. Exactly. It changed my life. Colors yep. smell better. It did. Uh, it smells did. taste better. Power. What else? Uh, food looks better. All it of it. So if we're not paying attention in chat and like those. First like, thing I did was time out a bunch of people. There you go. And TV was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Kuda's not convinced. Kuda's like, mm-hmm. I don't even know. You get to post links. That's what you get to do. That's the concrete thing you get to do. You get to uh, uh, ban the Russian bots. That Well, actually, we don't have Russian bots anymore because the fucking Russians don't get paid anymore. <laughs> but we used to get Russian bots, uh, and you could ban them, basically. Uh, but then also you can post links. That's pretty much the best. So in the, in the last spasms of the uh, IC mag phenomenon, um, I mean, imagine they were getting 2,500 uh, post a day just in the organic soil section so uh which had several you know well you know how forums worked so uh a group broke away from somebody else and they seeds was in the name but i don't remember i don't remember you know like the first part of it but that's not important so i get this uh some places call it a PM, some call it a DM, direct message or private message, asking me to come over and join this uh, new board they have. Like I said, it had the word seeds in it. And so there was a front to get seeds to sell. And later, I suspected they weren't going to pay 
the producers of the seeds. So anyway, um, I went over there and uh, I, you know, I signed up or whatever. And somebody wrote a message to me like, what asshole would make you a moderator? I said, what are you talking about? You got moderator under your name. So, you know, I went to the top of the page thing. And man, I, I canceled my membership, right? If you would make me a moderator, you're really, really, uh, you're really down on your luck. Uh, things are really going bad. So. Well, in the meantime, if you want to be doing well in life, Coot, you should try to become a, 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 a well, knight of the chronic table. Well, that then, is not like knighting over here. Self-deprecating yeah, the I mean, <clears throat> I mean, those people were just waving power around willy-nilly, but, but yeah. not here. Not us. Nah. Mm -mm. We wield our power with great. Uh, great reserve. Yes. Great reserve. Exactly. We don't have much power, but we wield it Ooh. well or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, we'll think We'll think about the marketing later on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's see here. Organic Soul Gardens, Weedist, Cam the Canaman, Get Up Gal, Hate on Skills, Damn. Adam B. Who else can we add here? Dirty oh, or Catfishing. Uh, Ryan Korkowski, I think we can totally add that one. For some reason, Skunks is not on the list. Skunks, you can uh, consider yourself as well. Did I include Cam? I absolutely <clears throat> did. Yeah. Lars, as always, is excluded for fucking having lost his privileges. No, I, I Lars. say Lars. Lars should be allowed on. He'll be good. You no, know he's just going to fucking one, fuck with people again. He's totally going to do it again. He's laughing right one. now. He's like, yeah, give it back to me again. I'm going to fuck with people again. <laughs> He, he will be good for at least one, maybe two hours. I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure, Lars. I'm not sure. What do you think? All right, we'll ask. We'll see what he says. If, if Lars promises to be good, we'll see what happens. Uh, but I think Lars is going to be like, no, I promise not to be good. I'm pretty sure he's going to say that. He's like, I promise to be a bad moderator. He's going to say that. And he's like, give me back my powers so I can be bad again. That's what he's going to say. <laughs> Anyway, the aforementioned people, ladies and gentlemen, before I forget your names, uh, Neil, my friends, and uh, oh, I'll be real careful. Real, not, oh, there we go. Oh, uh, nice. Okay, I didn't cut anyone's ear off. Arise, my friends. Arise, Knights of the Chronic Table. Well done. Congratulations. Uh, Congratulations. You can put it in your title now. You guys are officially titled. Uh, are you, un you're not landed yet. I didn't give you any land, but you're titled now. So you're like unlanded but titled gentry or some shit see lars says he's mouse zip shot see That's I'm it. obviously gonna be good for 20 30 minutes you see all right now i actually have to make these people moderators before i forget all right here let's see Add what is it what happens when you're a moderator your name turns blue yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Coot. Don't don't overthink it that much. It's not really <laughs> okay. like, okay, yeah, more for fun than anything else. I mean, no, sure. it's totally serious. It's very very super serious. It's really big business, super serious. On the back end, I charge each of these people like twenty or thirty thousand dollars. You're welcome. You guys are welcome. Exactly. Awesome. <coughs> super cool. All right. Why can't I find? <coughs> so, <coughs> so I know, uh, Wes. I know I ask you, but. Uh, your answer got 
a ride over by another voice. So are you using a volcano? I am. Uh, I am. Okay. I am. Uh, that one I I've am. done. I've only done like maybe two, maybe three vaping experiences, but one of them was uh, that particular uh, brand. At that time, it was like 12 was, years ago. It was considered yeah, to be the the, the best Cadillac. In, yeah. yeah, the Cadillac. There you go. Yeah, no, it uh, it certainly was. Uh, I got mine. I got mine put to, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago around then. Yeah. Um, and they were like uh, six, seven hundred dollars, I think. Yeah, Something I think like I paid seven fifty was the total okay. with I mean, all the accessories and everything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I haven't regretted it once since. Sure. Well, I mean, look if it lasted that long. That's less than what fifty bucks I, a year. Yeah. No, I think it was. I think it was like twelve cents a day was the last thing I worked it out to be. Okay. There you go. Yeah. It's still going strong. Right, I think way, all of us can I've... look to uh, Canadians as a uh, inspiration. I realize for that all of us. inappropriate for me to just be like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but in the meantime, I am a little bit in a hurry. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, now that I have uh, knighted some folks, if I'm going to go and get that uh, 420 sale bong, it's kind of a whole thing. Like uh, Mary Jane's House of Glass has like a sale from 9 to 11, and I've missed it like the last two years in a row. So I'm like, God damn it, I could actually go for a change and maybe, this is the thing, I'll probably end up going there and not buying anything. So I'm kind of annoyed. I'm like, oh, should I even really leave my show? But I'm like, the chat said I should. Let it be well, said, let you, it be If done. you don't find any good glass, then you can pick up some whiskey on the way home. And uh, it's Oregon. It's Oregon. So all the liquor stores are closed. Oh yeah. I have whiskey. Oh, though. I have. I have whiskey. So I was like, the sooner I could come back, the sooner we could actually. I don't know. The if you sale of distilled here, spirits totally in this more. state is controlled by state stores. It's bizarre. State licensed yeah. stores. They yeah. tell you what you're going to pay per bottle, what you're going to charge for it, what your hours will be. Can you imagine on New Year's Eve they close it? Four o'clock in the afternoon on New Year's Eve, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, it's like, you know, some of the liquor laws used to have in the South, you know, no Sunday selling. They'd actually <laughs> run that the Mormons. <laughs> Jesus. You might have a nice, uh, like, beer glass or something to shoot me. I, we, every time hey, I go to the shop, hey. I find something I would buy. Cool. We have the blue laws, man. Massachusetts blue laws, and they went back all the yeah. way to sixteen hundred. Yeah, and they weren't lifted until the eighties, late eighties, actually. Yeah, no, no, no booze on Sundays at all, except yep. for a bar afternoon time too, because it was during church hours. Right, I'll do it. <laughs> no stores could open at all. No stores go, at all. Go food. Who wants the power? Food. Yeah, it was crazy back then. Crazy. Well, I lived in Western Kentucky mm-hmm. for a couple of years for reasons right, that has the power. Still. Uh, Baffled me how I ended up in, you know, pig butt, uh, Kentucky. So, um, right there at the junction in the Mississippi River and the Ohio River near Monkey's Eyebrow, Kentucky. Oscar's, uh, Oscar's, uh, yeah, where we go have breakfast after hunting, the fin and feather restaurant. They take your birds and they clean them. 
got them, you know, and they sold the uh, feathers to a pillow factory in the next county or something. That seems weird, but I was like, fuck, I've, I've been to fish places where you pick a fish and then they kill it, gut it, skin it, whatever, yeah. and serve you the fish. So it's like, it's not that different. It just seems different. It's like, okay, you could potentially walk up to a cow and be like, that one. <laughs> yeah, really. Mm, and, you know, yeah, <laughs> like three fishmonger. minutes later, you have a steak. Fishmongers around here. Huh. Well, I had but a nine they, chicken. If they kill uh, it live, you get the, you know, they. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry. I, I had a non chicken uh, chicken nugget today by Beyond Beef or Beyond Meat or. Oh, yeah, from Costco. They have those now. Yeah, How yeah. was it? Um, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. It was, yeah, so was it one of the beyonds or was it the the word was beyond the, was in the name okay yeah that part I there's another one that costco has that's like a meatless nugget and it wasn't the beyond and i was actually kind of interested in looking at it It was just like a yeah. plant-based whatever uh it's not that i'm super into that kind of stuff it's just like i, I don't know I'm just, i'd like to eat less chicken like you hear about the fucking horrible chicken farms and stuff just like notoriously bad and then like i don't know i just don't like to kill animals all that much i don't know so like I, if i could eat less i totally would you know I think we'd be better off instead of <clears throat> eating our chickens, we choked them. I'm just saying. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Not too much. Well, yeah, I'm right. way ahead of you on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, on that God. note, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back in a little bit. I'm going to go try to find a uh, bong or maybe even a, 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 what do they call it, nectar collectors? I've kind of wanted one of those for a while. I don't know. We'll see. Good I'll luck. try to be quick. I'll be back uh, shortly. Get a steamroller. The fuck's a steamroller, Tommy? What happened to Tommy's it's hair? It's, it's a dry pipe like this. You know, it's got like a like a hole at the oh, end. Oh, you know? right, right, right. And then oh. you kind of like, it like almost gives you like a shotgun. I should get one of those fancy turp slurper fucking bangers or whatever that people get, except they're sold out or something, right? Like, yeah, you know, one of those gravity bongs that cost like $600. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> like nobody actually enjoys smoking them either. You can see people like tangibly, like just palpably not enjoy them, but they do it anyway because they have to because they spent like 600 bucks. on it. <laughs> I saw it on like the Be Real show or whatever the other day. Like everyone's trying to smoke this fucking thing, and it's just like – Stove piping smoke in their face. They're just. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Awesome, it's great. Bro. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, man, what what a on Real show? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I've seen Wiz Khalifa using one uh, before. Yeah. On, on There's Instagram probably someone out there that likes it, but oh, uh, I just rubbed a bunch of fresh, fresh cannabis, green cannabis in my eye. Huh. That's nice. that's a lovely sensation. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, well, I got this nice. big of a beer to finish. Right. So. Nice. I'll be back in a little bit, and then I'll drink some whiskey with you. All right, sounds good. Yeah, man. Yeah, my so son already woke up. Why uh, Yeah, growler. Yep. No, you say, why do they call him that? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Uh, this place is pretty cool, though. I just found this place the other day in, down in Indiana. Um, cool restaurant and a little, you know, a little brewery, real good, uh, fresh kind of farm to table. At least they claim it is. Sure. And then, uh, yeah, some tasty, tasty beers. It was cool. You know, you still take your kids in there and stuff. It's not like a, mm -hmm. you know, it's like a family place. Right. Right. So, and, yeah, uh, Tommy, Tommy. Hey, what's up, Captain? How are you doing? What What was that? I'm sorry. Happy 420. Oh, happy 420. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, yep. Did a lot of smoking today. 
<laughs> Couple I guess, naps. I don't know. If, I don't know if more than normal, but uh, you know. So what else is new? What's going on? I kind of been listening. There's uh, there's all kinds of broadcasts happening today. <laughs> it's like damn, there's a lot of live shit on right now. It's kind of funny. It's a good day to be alive, eh? Yeah, it is. We got a lot of good things going on today. We got a lot of people celebrating. Right. Yep. I uh, I worked all day, but. I celebrated in spirit here at the, at the farm. <laughs> yeah, I was working on cannabis plants, so it counts, right? Yeah, if it's you enjoy what you're doing, it you never work a day in your life. Yeah, it's barely you can barely call it work, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I Nowadays, disagree. It just ruins the thing you love. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah, you better love it nowadays. <laughs> Not the uh, not the hustle it used to be. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh well, we gotta stop living in the past. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Right. See you, Levy. How am I gonna roll up? Let's see. I gotta get a jar up. <laughs> I think everybody should just be enthralled with the fact that you can actually grow cannabis today in quite a few yeah. states. Sure. You're not wrong, but uh, it's amazing. We should have had to get rid of it in the first place. The whole pushback in the 90s and before was, you know, hey, if we could grow cannabis, then no one has to pay for it. Now you're all bitching about it. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, but if you go back a little bit further, I mean, when the treaty was created and at the United Nations. Well, that was all done uh, because of political 61. power and money. Yeah. And it, and it goes to show, and it was all stemming basically from the breakup of, I believe it was Ohio. Um, Realistically, we shouldn't have had to get rid of it in the first place. So. Well, yeah. And for some people, like myself included, it was not only, it's not only that I like to, uh, partake but you know what i'm saying it's also you know like even when i was a kid my you know my dad my dad was a grower you know what i mean it did put food on the table and stuff so it was more like a whole you know what i mean more than just like the money was you know the money did matter you know what i'm saying it wasn't just Mm -hmm. just the enjoyment of smoking it or whatever it was also a way to you know what i'm saying a little side hustle for people that yeah extra income a lot of people did that. I mean, if you could get, let's say, you did four cycles a year, and let's say you could set aside a pound, and you could sell that for, I mean, this went on for like several years, thirty-two hundred. Now, whether it was yeah. worth thirty-two hundred, that's another, not my discussion, but that was. You that is what you could get, and, and for a person, a working Joe, even union, that's an extra thirteen thousand dollars a year, uh, non-reported. Yeah, right. I mean, I it's, mean, 
you know, yeah, it's a thousand it's like, over a thousand bucks a month. Yeah, and then you know, it's it, it's I mean, whatever. When it was illegal, still like you know, in my eyes, was never been like morally, you know, like a bad. It's not like committing no. some like I'm robbing right. somebody. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a very well, harmless crime. It's the crime might be in the way you grow. Honest, to be honest, <laughs> if they hadn't done that, we wouldn't have that medicine today. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that were able to, they put their lives in jeopardy. Those are the people that were actually our conservationist heroes. Because yep. like, those are the people that kept our genetics alive. What sucks yep. is because of politics, literally hundreds, maybe even hundreds of thousands of families were screwed over yeah. the years. So, so those are the people Completely destroyed, that destroyed families. With the mm-hmm. pot, kids, everything. Yeah, yeah, right. should never have been taken illegal. Lives ruined. That's why we should have like a place, like a database where people start submitting their yeah. stories. And we can start reading them. And we can just start, you know, just start collecting. Have a nice little database going. Oh, I, I remember. Uh, you're always welcome to email me. I hope you get like stories. Like- I hope Fumi gets the gaudiest you fucking bomb. Open something. It's like, <laughs> it's like one, one of those like five foot like cat house py- Pyrex bongs. Uh, remember the graphics, plastic. the plastic graphics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the graphics. I remember yeah. those. Remember Every the double chamber too, where they had the plastic hoses, you know? Yeah. It'd be like the two plastic ones with the little grommets and then the, <laughs> the hose <would> go to that. <laughs> Double chamber purple. You get that, that, uh, Headshot purple color. <laughs> I used to have those plastic things too, like a beta bowl on top with like a, a wood heater unit in the middle. Remember that for like the really old vaporizers? We used to have one and it would like didn't work well for that, but we used to uh, smoke opium out of it. A friend of mine used to come back from the Middle East. Yeah, with the globe that went over top of it, almost like a almost like a hash smoker, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it was yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. It was like a, yeah. a wood etcher burner that had a little cup on the top that had like a screw on it, and you'd right. put your stuff in there, and then you'd plug it in, and then put your beta bowl upside down on top, and then you have a little hose that come out the side of it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> I need we to go get about new, uh, those in the magic flight lunch boxes the other day. New bucket for the dab rig. Mine's all scorched. So, Tommy, I'm wondering if we did buy pot off of each other at one point. <laughs> we probably did in the early 2000s back there in Northeast Ohio, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah what, if we, uh, I know we, we were hanging out, but we didn't really talk about it, but yeah, we could probably throw out some names and know some of the same people, you know what I mean? From Yeah. Yep. You know, people don't get me wrong, you know, I was on the political medical side of cannabis, but yeah, I sold a lot of pot. <laughs> <laughs> Or twenty war stories. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, yeah, I know. Allegedly uh, driving around 
around a big green van with a big yellow butt on the side of it, too. <laughs> Captain yeah. 420, baby. It even had normal on the side of it. You get all the looks that way. <laughs> right, yeah. You, yeah. You were a member of the the normal, what was it? Uh, it was Ohio or uh, what was it? North, North Coast, Coast normal or something? Yeah. Lakewood. Right. From 96, yeah, 96 until December of 99 when I had to leave. Right. Yeah, that, that's that's the worst thing working with people that have really bad medical conditions and you know they choose to medicate with a little bit of cannabis but John was in the uh, basically almost the operating room twice to get a new kidney and then his urine comes back with cannabis in it and they pull him out. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah, John, John wasn't a big smoker. He would eat his brownies because he had to go to dialysis three times a week. <laughs> and he would eat a brownie to sit there through the dialysis machine. Oh, man, you got to, Captain, I got to, you got to try to uh, do me a favor and find that dumpster for me. You said you can get it. Do you have access to the dumpster cut? Uh, Tommy, no, we're uh, changing locations, and I'm going to reverse a uh, a plant. You're it's going to a, reverse the dumpster? You trying to make yourself it? Yeah. Uh, we're going to do that along with a couple others. We've got uh, we've got a dumpster Death Star cross too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dumpster Star. Yeah, that dumpster. I mean, I, I know. I don't know. I know. I probably brought it up before. It kind of sounded like a broken record, but it's. I don't know. It's unique. Like I never really. I've smoked a lot of weed. Like different. You know, I pride myself on smoking all the, the new fads and all that. But uh, that dumpster, man, that was something else. You know, it's been a long time. Uh, yeah, that's a cool name. That's a man. They actually name. found it in a dumpster. <laughs> I think in Columbus or something like that. There's a story down in Ohio State or something, maybe. In Southern Ohio, they found the plant. They found actually a couple of them. That was the only one that lived. So they just yeah. decided to name it Dumpster. Cool. Yeah. But oh. uh, there's a couple people out here that are doing some lemon G crosses right now, too. Yeah, that lemon G is super uh, terpy. That's like, uh, that stuff is almost, uh, you know, like after you touch, even though the bud's like dried and cured, it's still kind of wet when you touch it, isn't it? It's like that oil, you know, it's like really, uh, I don't know, I guess that's maybe thin, thin heads on the, the trichome so that they burst open or whatever. But You mean like real weed? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's, I mean, it's really know, lemony. I mean, yeah. If you like, uh, yeah, it kind of reminds me of like almost like a, like the lemon pine uh, pledge. I like or something. anything yeah. that knocks you on your ass. Right. You know, I don't want to be. You know, I know the difference between Jello and a parfait. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. I may not know much, but I know 
I know what good weed is. So <laughs> I don't know what much, but I know what good weed is. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to grow it and how to smoke it. <laughs> Yeah, no. the naming, the naming of them, I think, is kind of like one of the hardest parts to have some, you know, I mean, if you're trying to... Oh, come on, to... I named one the one. And I, <laughs> I could have named the other one called that one. All my names? And then this one. It's jot yeah. down on the tag, you know, yeah. so it's like almost like a... <clears> the other one. And it's like easy for me to remember for some reason, you know, like I yeah. got one more. But... And then there's some of the, oh yeah, I'll put out a PSA, by the way, yeah, there you go. there's been some Herms popping out in the, uh, in the Rambo cookies. So maybe I need to get a logo, <clears throat> you know, yeah, you do. And, and do some coffee cups. Uh, yeah, you, you gotta know. get some slaps, man. Some merch, man. Some, you know, I would throw one right in my fridge, man. It's a jinx proof. Dude, I'm yeah. telling one you, one of those tattoo contests where people like tattoo your face on them somewhere. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that you'll get a free package. I'll tell you, speaking yeah. of which, there's a guy that was associated with Trump by the name of Roger Stone, <laughs> and yeah. he goes all the way back to like 1960s. And he was Nixon, uh, maybe Nixon. Nixon. Yeah, his He's head got looks Nixon. like a little bit too small for his body. He's like a really weird looking dude. Like he has Nixon tattooed on his back, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's had that tattoo for fifty That's years. Whoa! I hope I don't have to put a faint like uh, Sam the Skunk Man, you know, on my back or something, or. Yes, I'm a real famous breeder. Anyway, so <laughs> you should get a logo. I'm I'm, I'm gonna try to get you one made. I'll email you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm gonna make it crazy. Something. I, I, I think so, Jeremy's been sharing pictures of the seeds I sent him. Oh, well, uh, not the seeds, but the seeds that he planted. And uh, he's got them under this highfalutin. I mean, this thing costs more than God ever intended. Uh, this light. <laughs> for, yeah. I mean, I wanna, Jesus Christ. I want to get one. a Captain Cal Mag outfit, and we'll take him to BizCon, and he can just <laughs> tell everyone how I how their product sucks, and we'll just it'll be amazing. <laughs> what, like a Superman suit? <laughs> yeah, like a Superman, except he just tells everybody why their product sucks. It says CM on the thing. <laughs> you know when this uh we went legal here six years ago whatever it was so they have a, a like this is before canacon got as big and involved as they i don't know if they still are but you know they were doing shows around the country i thought it was appropriate with con being in the name and um so they had one here and it only lasted one or maybe two episodes and then but there were some people that came now remember i'm in on the west coast after you leave portland you go about 60 70 miles and there's the pacific ocean there isn't anything on the other side of us that's all i'm saying and they came all the way from michigan with some soil yeah and you know, what, to the, set, the M3 or what is, what's it called? I don't know. I, you know, I didn't, 
How long ago was it? Oh, this is like six years ago. Okay, yeah, well, probably was the Detroit. Uh, I mean, it's it's good stuff. I mean, it really is like a good pre-made mix. But yeah, I understand right. you saying you brought it over, right? Well, the thing is, I mean, this is like. Why would you try to make the logistically work? You know what I mean? It's it's kind of pointless. This state yeah. makes grosses two billion a year on on uh, mainstream nursery stock. So there's all kinds of suppliers. Right. I mean, if I decided at nine o'clock in the morning, I wanted to get a truckload of soil mixed, I could probably have it arranged by the afternoon and be done the next day. I mean, this is not a big deal. So maybe bring your recipe and have it mixed here. Why in the God's name would you transport it from, I don't know how far Michigan is to Portland, but it's got to be That's what like 1,500 miles. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be. 2,000 miles? Yeah, closer yeah. to that. Fuck. Uh, man. Like there's already competition. Hey, you I guys mean, support Spagnum peat moss from up here down there. I mean, it's. <laughs> Jesus. So. Uh, I got a good story. So I, I started all my worm. I wish the weather would warm up here for one, but. uh. So I'm getting, I got some worm bins going, uh, restarting uh -huh. a bunch of worm bins. And uh -huh. I, I ordered a bunch of worms from a big company that probably everyone knows of, you know, basically the first one that comes up. But sure. uh, so they sent them and I get, I get the worms and like, I could tell right away, like, oh no, like this, they, like the box smelled when the FedEx guy handed it to me. I'm like, oh, uh -oh. so I open it up. You know what I mean? I, I, I mean, it was almost, I, I, I almost got sick to my stomach. Like, oh like, you know what I mean? Like, I was starting to yeah. get a little queasy. Uh, well, the smell was like that bad. Mm. So I, I immediately, I just immediately contacted them. I said, I just got these and opened them. You know what I mean? They weren't sitting on the porch at all. Like, you know what I mean? And uh, they refunded me the worms. So then, you know. Cool. Uh, after they sent the confirmation that they're going to refund, you know, the word we're talking about a hundred dollar, you know, about a hundred dollar sure. order. So it was quite a bit. Sure. And, uh, then I, you know, then I went through and kind of just poured out like the dead pile, you know, there was like a dead, like slimy, nasty pile. And then right. there was like a bunch of real vibrant ones in there. So I was just like, <laughs> like, Oh yeah, I got like an order. I got a half order for free. Cool. <laughs> I just had to do it. Did you it get any cocoons? I didn't know. I didn't. I never see any from this place. I, I'm not going to put their name out there. No, good no, or bad. no. I just thought, yeah. I mean, uh, I didn't see any, but I didn't look that hard. Like I said, okay. the, especially the nasty order, and they sure, come basically sure. and just it looks yeah. like just uh, peat. So right. it's kind of it would be easy to tell because it's all one color. It's not like right. it's not like it's in castings. I guess you know right. it's in basically like a like a bedding that they ship them in. But. Uh, no, I'm excited. I uh, I actually do have a good relationship with the casting. Uh, it's called it's called Wormies. Uh, mm -hmm. And you know, but it's still you know, castings are expensive. Good castings, you know, made right. They're not, of course they are. They're not cheap. So here in the Northwest, I'm I'm talking premium stuff. And even going down into California, like to uh, Sonoma Valley, he's been on. CNN and Sonoma Valley Worms, I'm sorry, Worm Farm. Um, 
400 to 550 a yard is, uh, you know, all day long. That's a half pallet. Right, so. right. Yeah, I, mean, that's even, I mean, when you're buying them by the bag, when you're buying them by the, I mean, they basically do, I think it's like a 10 gap. They do it like a gallon size bag. I think it's 10 gallons. Jeez, uh, I don't even want to say, because I don't want to say the wrong price on, <laughs> uh, here on a live or whatever. And I don't know if I was getting the, the hookup, you know, but. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, let me put yeah, it, yeah, let me it go back another way. Smoke with the guy is a, is a big thing too. It's like, oh yeah, like I'm smoking herb, you know, his good organic herb. Uh, he's a very knowledgeable guy. So you know what I mean? Like sure. being able to actually know the guy, it's like, man, I don't nope. mind buying them from him. Nope. But I do like to make my own. And now I have my compost is just like, it's just raging. I got pile. I just is stacking up on me now. I'm gonna start making my own soil. <laughs> that coot tag, baby. The uh, uh, again using uh, expired, not expired, but uh, fruiting blocks from commercial uh, mushroom people. That will speed up your composting like like crazy, <laughs> and. And this is really important. Both worm castings and thermophilic <laughs> compost are bacteria driven. That is not to say that there are not uh, other microbe colonies in there. There are fungi and uh, protozoa and what have you. But again, if you were had a, an analysis done, you'd see that 90 to 95% of the microbial colonies are bacteria. That's fine, that's not bad, it's, but that's the way it is. So when we add uh, mycelium to the compost, we're adding a whole bunch of uh, uh, different varieties of uh, fungi, but even more important is that once they're established, they can attract other colonies from other sources so it becomes more well-rounded mm -hmm. and that's how you finish good compost is with fungi and the and bacteria and now when we use it in our soil the bioavailability of the nutrients contained in there is upgraded so that it's one thing to have the material in the soil that's wonderful but that doesn't have anything to do with, is it available to the plant? Right. What stage is it? Is it chelated? Is it, you know, anyway, on and on. So there you go. So yeah. you're on the right track, you know, just. Uh, and this, and this round, so all these beds that I just set up. So I, I, I have my, my original, the, uh, the, the black and yellow plastic totes. So I had right, like, right. A couple of those, like my original ones. But now I have like a bigger uh, a crate and I put just a little bit of that uh, fabric uh, liner. Right. Uh, just so they can't get through, you know, but right. it's like a nice wood crate. So it doesn't look all <clears throat> tacky, like out in the garden kind of looks nice. Uh, right. Right, right. And then uh, it's, under, it's under its shade tree and everything. But the, the main thing is I always was like just experimenting with either some used cocoa that I had, like some spent cocoa and perlite for like the uh, the initial bedding mixed sure. with some compost or I tried, like I told you the one time I tried the uh, the pit moss, which is that newspaper, uh, tried, mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's a, it's an attempt, I guess, at 
recycling, sure. but they they didn't like it, and you know, I just so now I got it's just yeah, it's it's well, let me year old compost from my you know from all my uh, lawn material leaves. Uh, you know, I don't even put cardboard into my compost. It's it's all just uh, stuff from the from the property. You know, I got this acre and a half. Uh, not even like grass clippings, but the tree. Oh, you know, the leaves. I will blow them into the compost. Mm-hmm. Got a couple like uh, bigger grass plants that like put out these big reeds that you got to kind of, you, you know what I mean? They die off and you got to cut down. I don't know what the kind of grass, yeah. it's like ornamental grass, you know? So that kind of makes like a nice, you know, it like layers up year by year. And then I'm, now I'm just piling it up. I got some sifted. I got a pile that's aging, ready to sift. It's like a nice, nice little rotation, you know, now that everything's all figured out and the pits are all set. It's, it's So a, did you build a trauma? For harvesting, did you build a trommel? What's that? One of the stand-up uh, shakers to? No, the ones that you turn. They're oh, made out of. Oh no! Man, listen, this one time I I could have had one. I didn't know what it was. Like right? uh, this was probably like ten years ago when I first moved to Michigan, and I'm like, uh, it was at this property. I'm like, what is this for? You know, I couldn't yeah, figure yeah. out. I was like, it kind of. I was like, it looks like you could trim weed in it. <laughs> Right, right. No, <laughs> like yeah. one of those shaker weed things. Actually, trommels like, are like used. <laughs> they go and come in all kinds of sizes. I mean, they have them that are for mining. Yeah, so, no, I mean I... they're you know pulled by a tractor trailer rig kind of thing. But yeah, you can just shovel it in, and then it goes on right. An incline, right? And then just right. just collect it uh, below on a tarp or something, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. and yep. they turn, uh, and the ones right, you yeah. build. And if you go to YouTube and look at. Uh, look it up there are some really ingenious things that uh people have figured out how to build them out of like paint bucket like the ones you get at uh, home depot the orange ones and i mean it really look of all the neat things about worm being being a worm guy harvesting is a pain in the ass trying to separate the material from the worms yeah. And there's a lot of approaches. And so uh, that might be a fun project is just watch a few videos, uh, harvesting, uh, worm castings, like a, and see how like other people are doing it. Kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's not, that's not a bad tip. Uh, what, I, what I have previously been doing with the, uh, the plastic totes, you know, with the holes in the side, is I basically just let the, let the, you know, I, I, almost call it resetting the beds. You know what I mean? Like I've had trouble where the worms are trying to escape from either, you know, too, too dry. I honestly think it was too dry. Right. I know you said too wet. They're trying to escape as well, but uh, it, d- it definitely didn't seem like that was the issue. But like, yeah, almost resetting you the bed. You want about a 70, 30, uh, about a 30% moisture. No, 70%. I'm sorry. About a 70% moisture level. Here's how you want it. If you put your hand into the material and you grab a handful, there's a little and, drop comes and up. you squeeze as tight as you can and you barely get a drop out if that right. you're dancing. And the yep. other thing that I want to stress is that this myth that worms eat things, you you have to stop that. Worms don't have teeth. They don't have a stomach. They do not eat anything. What they do do is they suck in manure from bacteria. Mm -hmm. 
the exude, the slime, whatever term you want to use, and in their digestive tract, it's converted into castings and not manure. And those castings are completely enveloped in a calcium carbonate right. that is created in the digestive tract. So that's why worm people or people that use worm castings never are getting into these silly arguments about pH and, you know, that malarkey. Yeah. But the reason that it wasn't that they didn't like the paper product, uh, the peat paper stuff, is that there's no biology. And without biology, nothing can break down for there's nothing for the worms to eat. Very good point. That makes sense. That makes a little more sense because I, yeah, I've, I've always kind of gone by, uh, you know, conversations I've had with you where <clears throat> I'm not feeding them like a bunch of food scraps or you know anything like right. that, or even, even leaves or anything like uh Sometimes when I did think it was too dry, yeah, try to add, you know, instead of like just giving water, yeah, give it something wet like that and then uh, see, see what's going on. But no, I've never like, ground, I've never like blended up my... I just compost all my vegetable scraps and then there you go. Right. Right. Because yeah, water is your like enemy. Moisture going in too. It was like perfect. I'm like, Oh, right. Water's your enemy. Worms breathe through their skins. And so if it's too wet, they can't breathe. And that's why they leave. If everything's going copacetic, then there's no reason to leave. I mean, all they do is eat and reproduce. It's like having yeah. your cousin live with you or something, yeah. you know? So, um <laughs> low tech i mean just you know like manure is really wonderful um age yep. it to get deconstruct the worm medicine they give them takes about four to six weeks uh okay so just just letting the pile sit of the manure like yeah and then turn the it with a pitchfork you want to get aeration into it and the big thing is sunlight sunlight deconstructs the molecules of the worm medicine and so that's what you're doing and the advice is four weeks i i what's the word uh err on the side of caution and yeah. i recommend six weeks an extra two you know they, they, that's plenty of time just turn it like three times a week with a pitchfork just you know put the pitchfork in there and turn it over right um I mean, yeah, where I would get mine from, it would be at least turned pretty good on the way into the truck. And then it's been sitting out for quite a while. My buddy has. Oh, uh, well, smell out. it. If you don't, if it doesn't smell like manure, it's probably uh, been cured or aged enough. But I, I mean, good manure doesn't smell I would just put it into like... a compost with all the, all the yeah. uh, regular uh, right. vegetable matter and all that stuff. And then, right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I did. Uh, like about a year ago and yeah my compost just I mean it just it is really crazy how quick it just all like you know yes. it goes from being like weed branches and all this shit down and just like damn it's nice ass compost yeah you know and it grows wonderful plants I don't care what you're growing herbs right. uh, for, uh, you know produce for your family lettuce tomatoes yeah I got a bunch of raised beds that yeah I've already sprinkled a bunch on I just it's, it still gets down to like it's getting it's still like in the 30s uh lower 30s here at night in michigan it's like man right. it's, it's you guys like are spring north, is yeah. so bad <laughs> it's horrible there is no spring in michigan i'm starting to learn that finally 
but basically isn't great. Yeah, we had that problem here. We had that problem in Oregon. I mean, when summer gets here in late June, I, I'm not joking. Um, you got basically till the middle of uh, September, at least this part of Oregon, we're in the Northwest. Down south is where the weed grows. That's a lot more uh, right. agricultural based, you know. So, didn't you say you have a? Didn't you say your yard is kind of like landscaped out with a bunch of like kind of raised beds or whatnot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Years That's ago, cool. uh, and that and uh, comfrey plants. I That's tell cool. you, if you ever plant comfrey, make sure you select the site really well because they own it. Yeah. for at least four or five generations they put the they put roots down 20 feet can you imagine 20 well, yeah. uh, fruit well, trees a uh, fruit trees like 12. <laughs> right right so i mean way into this into the earth so that's why it's so good at pulling everything because it's got yes. this down there getting everything basically yeah and so what's interesting else. is that not only is it manifested and accumulated in the leaves, which is why it's good for livestock. Uh, in England, it. where it was really developed, they grow it between rows of apple trees, orchards, not just apple trees, but orchards, and then cane berries. They plant them adjacent because they pull these nutrients out of the subsoil and bring them up. And so they're feeding the plants that are adjacent mm -hmm. to where they're domiciled. Or where yeah, you planted like them. an elevator exactly yeah, yeah exactly so there's a really good book called comfrey past present and future it was written in 1952 by the man who invented the balking series of uh sterile um comfrey because for centuries some countries even banned the seeds because it's so invasive and he developed his place was in uh 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 england shit anyways on bucking road that's how the name came bucking 14 he had about 20 different uh cuts if you will and so we've been working with that same cut since 1945 so much for genetic drift um that's what 77 years ago um so when you buy a Bocking 14, it can go, you can, it can be traced back to, uh, starts with an E. Anyway, in this town, he was a, a nurseryman. And so that plant has been moved around the world because it's wonderful for feeding uh, uh, goats, uh, horses, uh, cattle, anyway. And the fact that it's not invasive it's not going to take over your farm. The right. stuff grow. I okay. I have mine have been in the ground for probably fifteen years, but I get over a, a yard and a half from each plant. How big? How like a like what kind of a square foot thing do you have going of it? You have a like a okay. Like a have four, you ever seen tobacco? Four bed or is it like a long narrow bed or what? Well, you ever right. seen uh tobacco just growing them in the ground no yeah problem. you just put them in the ground mm -hmm. and they they grow big huge leaves and you cut say the first cuttings like the third 
whatever of June. And it's like a month later, it's like you didn't touch it. Yeah, so right. in warmer places, you get three, four or five cuttings a season. So right. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I tell you, if you could cross cannabis with uh, comfrey, I mean, 50 pound plants would be a nothing. I'm not joking. <laughs> it's insane how big it grows and how fast. Did you do that with CRISPR? What's, that? what's the uh, what's the record for an outdoor plant? Does anyone know? I don't know. Potent, do you know? The question was, could you do that with CRISPR? Bio, like engineer a plant where it's. Oh, I know some people that have gotten close to 20 pounds off of yeah. plant. I'm sure people have gotten more than that, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I heard, uh, what's a guy, Ital Foundation, Joel? I mean, I don't know him, but I heard that guy gets uh, like some of those 10, 20 pound plants and shit. I don't, I don't know. I, you can, I, I've always lived in the Midwest when I grew outdoor. When I lived in California, I lived in, in uh, San Diego, so. If you put a plant outside, it started flowering, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what part of San Diego? Uh well, I lived in ocean I lived in Oceanside for a little bit. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And then uh but I was I was like living in a townhouse with a bunch of like military guys sure. <laughs> around me and I was trying to grow weed in a tent and all this shit. <laughs> yeah. And then uh so I moved to Southeast San Diego, it was, uh, what was it, 39th and Ocean View. It was like this pretty hardcore neighborhood. It was, it was, it was an experience to say the least, you know, it was just. We used to go to Swami's a lot because uh, the ashram there and those uh, really cool meditation caves that were carved out of the side of the, overlooking the ocean. So you enter them on the, from the ashram and you take these stairs down and you these uh, caves and so all you can see is the pacific ocean it was a gift right. by one of his uh followers back in the 1930s or 40s or whatever and um we used to go surfing there a lot at uh, swami's uh encinitas uh mm -hmm. what's the other city there carlsbad and all that stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that was yeah, the lifestyle, so, man. 101. You know. I know. I did a lot of work. Uh, all I got to, I mean, I was working uh, like a commercial construction job. So it was kind of just like, I'd be all over, uh, like basically Southern California from, yeah. uh, from the border, from the border, basically all the way up to uh, yeah. Oceanside and all that. Yeah. That's another reason I moved all the way down to San Diego. I just... I knew more people there and stuff. I just, it was a weird situation uh, with a, uh, had a big German shepherd that, you know, was like full grown, kind of, kind of wild, kind of used to, not used to like city life and shit. Well, before I moved to Oregon, I, uh, I spent about half my life, Huntington Beach, uh, Costa Mesa, Laguna Beach, uh, right. you know, uh, the Gold Coast, as it's called. Uh, I was a poor guy, but, you know, I was able to hustle a, an apartment near the water. So, Right. I always yeah. look, man. So when I would be down there, I did have I did have a, uh, some friends. It was uh, they all had kind of like 
like cool, like, you know, legit jobs. And they were, uh, like, there was like three, three guys renting this nice house in La Jolla. Oh my not, God. Not on the beach, but like, right. You know, yeah. like walking distance. So I basically would just, you know what I mean? I would just hang yeah. out there as much as I could and sleep on the couch there. <laughs> It is so you, nice. It's like this nice ass place. I'm like, yeah, this is. You sweet. don't mean La Jolla, do you? <laughs> like La Jolla. I mean, it, yeah, it's I uppity. Know. It's real <clears throat> nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Cha Ching, man. Talk about money. I seen Tiger Woods there. Uh, I oh, seen yeah. Tiger Woods and John Daly. Uh, yeah. At uh, Tory Pines there. Tory Pines, yeah. Yep. That was real cool. Black's Beach, the uh, sunbathing beach there. Yeah. Yep. Fun times, man. Southern, uh, Southern California's, I mean, real cool. I mean, there's like, I, I just seen a lot of it. Uh, I don't know. Just kind of from the, from the side, you know, I would be like working all day. It was so hard and expensive. I was like, just trying to survive. And I just, I had to move back to the Midwest. I'm like, I can't hack it out here. <laughs> I was just working. My brother lives down uh, south, right near not too far from the airport, the old airport, right on the water. And, uh, well, of course, I don't, I mean, I don't like golf, but if you did, that's what he does. You know, I think he plays yep. like a lot, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I mean, the perfect, the perfect weather. Where are you going to be weather like uh, San Diego? My God. Oh, I Cold know. day is 70. You know, I know it's the best. Yeah. Like, oh, just get your hoodie out. It's all good. Your hoodie and shorts. Yep. Chuck Taylors with no socks. Some hirachis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Damn, there's no way I could drink this whole beer. How long do you think this? Uh, anyone got an opinion on how long this will stay good? As long as you keep air out of it, it should be fine. Because you can reseal those pretty well, can't you? Kind of. That's a question. Yeah. I still don't know why they're called a growler. I was looking to you for enlightenment. (laughs) Don't look look this direction. (laughs) No, because there's places around here I see they have a sign, you know, outside to attract you to come in. They'll have like 32 or more beers on tap for growlers you know bring your bottle in or, or whatever yeah. they're called you know right so um yeah it was funny uh me so my kid they had like a they had like a handcrafted uh, root beer or whatever as well so my kids both had a a root beer and then i had a beer <laughs> we were all having a beer cool. yeah <laughs> it was it was funny Kids, when I was started playing with the uh, barley, uh, malt in in soils. Um, yeah, no, I haven't done that. I am trying to make glabs. I think I, I think I, my rice. I didn't make the rice water good enough. It's not. I'm not getting that smell. No barley. You want to buy? Yeah, yeah. I know. I was just talking about making inputs and stuff. Oh, 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 oh. I have look. I can't find a brew store. There's not like a convenient brew store here. Really? You know what I mean? I mean, wow. I probably have to go down. It'd just be a big pain in the ass. I just, uh, I guess maybe I could, I could use it. It's pretty I got some dramatic. Really good IMO uh, 
Shout out to uh, to Gingerbug. She, uh, she gave me some IMO and I put it on my living soil bed. And this shit is rocking. <laughs> like, damn. Email. And I just put, I didn't even liquefy it or anything. I just put it on the, you know, on there, mulched over and called it good. It's pretty awesome. Cool. What's that right there you have, Val? What is that? Oh. A present? Oh, you're drawing. Yeah. Oh, pretty... oh, look at that. Nice. Is that an iPad? Oh, no. I'm just doing it by hand. Oh. It's like one of those velvet arts. Velvet's oh. back. Old yeah. school. All yeah. right, what do you guys uh, put up the poll? What do you think? Oh yeah. How many people are in here? I'm about to. I don't want to give away some seeds or something for uh, 420. Oh, it's 20 right now. We're on the 20. Oh shit! Hold on, let's talk. So, what time would it be 420 at? It's 2:20 uh, here, so somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to whoever's on that boat, that that ocean liner, <laughs> cruising across. Oh, maybe I can dab. I'll dab. I got a bong and oh fuck, that's too loud. I got a bong and three oh, turp I was gonna say, put I the pole say. up before yeah. he unwraps it. <laughs> uh, I should have gotten more. Cause they're literally like even the turp pearls were 50% off. So honestly, these were like a dollar 25 or something each. I should have gotten like 10 of them. Anyway. Oh, he's going to get real fancy here. You, uh, you get to concentrate. Yeah. Like rod on you. And I thought, you know what? I need a nice, reliable bong. I'll probably make a ton of noise on the microphone. But anyway, uh, a fumed bong made in, uh, Washugal. People are like, where the fuck is that? Damn, what is that? The, the store is right there, huh? Store is just nice down the street a bit. Yeah, Mary Jane's is cool. Uh, they're kind of like, uh, they're kind of like Third Eye used to be. Um, <clears throat> they only sell uh, domestic glass. There's no Chinese glass in the store. And almost all their accessories and everything else basically are like uh, uh like they sell the yo daba bangers instead of chinese bangers they sell uh what's the fucking brand what's this brand um what are these guys called hmm. uh happy daddy they sell happy daddy dab tools instead of other shit because this is actually made in portland um that's a cool store hmm. uh and then uh how do i say this um a couple times a year like the the they blow the shit out with the uh, sales so anyway what part of town are they in they're all over the place they have a store in milwaukee oh vancouver okay uh like two or three in portland okay and i want to say maybe a couple other ones something like that can't remember hmm. yeah and uh actually i think mary jane passed away sadly she wasn't very hmm. old she was like 55 and died kind of tragically like a heart attack just stone okay. dead i want to say just a few years ago but the the family i guess still running the business well, i want to say that's true i hope i didn't just curse her but uh well i didn't curse her on purpose <laughs> someone's gonna call her wait fumador's fucking on the fumador's so what you're gonna do uh are you doing a dab out of this or are you gonna smoke flour no i'm gonna smoke a flour out of a smoke, smoke okay a flour. i was gonna say that's a, huge, that's a huge no the but the 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 uh, turp pearls are actually for uh, 
Got you. You see? There you go. Look at you. Because I actually I only had I... one. I literally only had one Turp Pearl left. And so I was literally like splitting the same Turp Pearl between different dab rigs. That's a first world problem if there ever has uh, been right there. You know what I use for uh, for like uh, putting the dab on? Like the paddle or whatever you want to call it? Uh, it's from a, what the hell is it? From like a nut cracking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the little pick. You see what oh, like yeah. a fancy nutcracker? <laughs> I just oh, use okay. that. <laughs> right on. I, have a, I, I bought a set of those at a yard sale, like a nice like nut cracking set. Like this That's old, funny. I think it's like sterling silver or not sterling or what the fuck would it be? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it burns off anything. You know what I mean? It's not no bullshit. Stainless steel? I guess it'd be like polished stainless uh, steel. Yeah, kind of like medical bit. grade stainless maybe. You know what I mean? They're for hopefully. You know what I mean though? When you cr- the yeah. old school nutcracker, where it's like the little, it's yeah. almost like a crab crack, and then they have like oh, the it might little, just be tool steel. Honestly. The dig out tools. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Especially I'm for like pecans and walnuts. Right. The, 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 At Christmas and shit. At Thanksgiving, yeah, exactly. you have them out, and like you just. <clears throat> If you're getting fancy, you know what I'm saying? With your cheese yeah. and your wine and shit. <laughs> I don't drink no wine, baby. The people I that, bottles of... The people I raised, that was real traditional chef, at the holidays. <laughs> Get a big bowl of mixed nuts. Fucking lit, dude. Mm. I drink half that bottle of beer. I'm fucking drunk. <laughs> oh. Man, I got... I got kids, so I, well, both my kids are doing. My my son does uh, martial arts now, and uh, cool. my daughter plays softball. So I have a full life. Yeah, I have four at least four practices a week right now. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> and then once the game start, that'd be like five or six. Mm. Once the game, because some of these coaches in softball, they they're intense. They just uh, they want to have games and practice. You know what I'm saying? I'm like Aller Iverson. I'm like, come on, dog. We'll live back to some practice. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. Really? I'm myself. Me, let's see you take a champion ass hit. <laughs> oh, he's gone. <laughs> I got to get a laptop or something. So Tommy, you said something about your Rambo cookies. Yeah, I'll put a PSA. What? All right, yeah. Happy 420, everybody. If you're growing the uh, the Rambo cookies, I mean, there, I mean, yeah, there's been some Herms pop out. You know, everything's been a tester. It's not like I've sold them or anything, but yeah, they are. You know, there is a couple of Herms that popped out. So I just, you know, I don't okay, want to screw up anyone's growth. I just, uh, I just fucked up. I, I had just like one or two flowers open up, male flowers on uh, some seeds I'm running. And, uh, oh man, it pollinated some nice weed, you know? It was like basically right in front of the fan. Like, oh, God. <laughs> like, oh, it's always that way. Uh, I, I know. It is what it is. I mean, it happens. Playing with fire, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Uh, Been there, done that. But I mean, I'm learning. You know, yep. I mean, the more the more seeds you pop, that's what I'm saying. I'm popping all kinds of seeds. Seeds I make. These were seeds I made, and a herm did come out. I should have just. I mean, I, I don't know. I should have been checking a little closer. But everything looked good. You know, everything was female. And then it popped out of the bottom. 
and it nailed some stuff in the room. So I'm kind of upset about that. Oh, excuse me. Maybe I'll go in there. I got the, uh, I got, I got one, one pock. I thought it would be, I thought it would stretch more. It didn't really stretch a lot. Nope. Nope. They're Stays really, uh, I, I get a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but on a regular basis, I've been getting photos from Jeremy under what has to be pretty close to ideal conditions. Yeah. And, um, uh, build a soil tent, right? Yeah. Geez Louise. So it's hard to, it's hard to imagine the difference I saw, you know, from the same genetics. Uh, uh what with the height, the, the actual height of the plant? It, that everything, kind of uh, internode spacing, not internode, uh, branch spacing. There would in roses, they call basil breaks. Um, yeah, that's right. Wow. This thing's really dialed in. Right. So uh, what are we predicting? We're predicting closer to like 12 or 13 weeks, you think? No, I think I think we're going to be down, especially if you use barley. Barley will knock off 15 to 20% of your time without diminishing your yield or the Ooh. effect. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on um, Rasta Jeff today was talking about um, – after when you have like two weeks left switching mm -hmm. them back to 18.6 to plump them up and i hadn't heard anybody doing that before that was the first time i'd heard that um uh, he brought wow. that up on the eo show a couple of years ago uh strangely I don't know. enough though you're right not for a lot of people try it or for both for both uh, actually for, for both yeah. i think he's recommended for both before um i've stepped it up like an hour like halfway through like this was back in the day when i was just like you know what I mean? Almost like just trying to see how much I could get per light. Like sure. Kind of crazy like that. Uh, and I tried, I tried that, but you know, no, never like, I mean, I kind of understand it, but don't you think it would, the, you might get the, it might be like a nice real bag appeal thing. But I think uh, like some of the density, you know, cause uh, trying to grow, how can I explain this? Sometimes it's been it, like, I think it would maybe push the nug out a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Or you think it's so set in its ways, it'll just go. I say leave it alone. I think if the anything, nug will spread I'd out be, a little bit. I'd be inclined to turn it down the other way. Or I'd be worried at least. I'd, I'd be at least cautious about it. Mm. I, um, yeah. I've had strains where uh, mm. if you... You, you know what I mean? Like, uh, if you let it go too long, it, then it's, it, it doesn't start re-vegging, but it almost, the nug gets, it goes from dense to, it gets fluffier, you know, uh, like it almost poofs out and then there's not like as much, uh, production, uh, mm -hmm. like stuff's just been way, sat out there way too long. So I, I don't know. For seeds, I definitely understand it. Uh, for like seed production, I understand oh, absolutely. it. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, a different diet. As far yeah, as flour, uh, I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. What's everyone else think? Does everyone? Does anyone else chiming in? Is Lars down there with a comment? <laughs> I can't. I can't see chat. So that's it. That is a good question and a good point. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think, Steve? Oh. Sorry. 
I've done it. I've done it. I've done it with a couple strains. You know, just let them go too long. Just don't have the time to get to them. And, um, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Making, I haven't tried making the day longer for anything in flower. No. Yeah. I've gotten shorter, but I've never gone longer. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. Right. I shorter like like higher P PFD, like a, uh, or the. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, not, you're talking about a longer light cycle, right? Well, like say you're doing 1212. Right. I'm not trying to speak for Steve, but what I was trying to say was that I'd be inclined to go 11, 13, or even 10. I can't do the arithmetic. 10, 14, 10, 14 whatever. Then yeah. to extend a longer period. Um, I do 13, 11 all the way across the board, but. Yeah, I, I've never, oh, okay. done, I've, yeah. I've never tweaked it like where I've done, you know, ten and fourteen, or you know, progressively yeah, thirteen on, on? Towards, towards the end. I do thirteen off, eleven on. I would say this: that it's over for investigation, given where the information started forty years ago. I'll leave it at that. Um, none Those of this strains, is casting. Yeah, sorry. If you're getting good results at eleven thirteen, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you shouldn't do that. I'd say yeah, we'll continue on. The only difference I see in, in, in certain strains is they'll they'll initiate flower a little bit, just a little bit quicker. Okay, so that's a really good days. point. Not all strains, but I've had a few that have initiated. There you go. Just by a few days, yeah. Maybe even a week once, but I don't think a full week. But yeah, so, I mean, I've been doing it for years, 10 years here. I've never done it. I would I continue. The first year I did 12 and 12, and then I changed it. To, you yeah. Know, I read, you know, DJ Short's book. And That's one of the few books I bought, too. I did buy DJ Short's book. Yeah. Only because I indirectly had gotten one of his cuts. Many, many, like 30, six years ago, I got the wow. cut. Wow. So, he came to Boston, a little small thing, this, this uh, hydro store owner in, uh, back in, in Rockland. This is 12 years ago or so. And, uh, but he, he just invited managers of the grocery stores. That's it, at this little convention hall. And then he had a party afterwards, and it was just about, only about 11 or 12 people showed up, maybe. And I, I didn't go. <laughs> I wish. He was giving out some stuff that, you know, he just doesn't give out to anybody. It was such a small crowd. And, he was having such a good time because it was a small crowd so much. He got everything paid for, so he didn't care. A little vacation for him, you know. Give a little talk, give away some seeds. Good guy. Well, he was from Detroit. He was and, guy. Yeah. He was from Detroit, and he came out here on visit or whatever in the late 70s and never left. He domiciled in and around right. Eugene near the University of uh, Oregon, the, the Ducks, you know. Right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> lawyers and PR clowns and shit. But well, my, uh, I think that's where my cousin went. He, is, he actually shared it. He was a uh, some other side. Yeah. yeah. But he was a radiologist and he shared them out with Ken Kesey. He died, I guess. He ended up, my cousin ended up dying of cancer as well. Well, I know he's yet. Like a fever. To make it right, to follow I would have loved to go. To make it right. To follow through. It's up to us. Thank you.